Welcome to Absorbent and Yellow. How the f are ya? This is Absorbent and Yellow, uh, SpongeBob Deep Dive, of course, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. Up on deck today is a friend of the show, friend of me and former guest on the show, uh, Matt Constant. Um, to discuss the episodes Sailor Mouth and Artist Unknown. It's always a blast uh, catching up with Matt, um, and I loved having him on uh, last episode, but based on having him on last episode, I had a feeling that um, this conversation would (laughs) run a little long, Um, but I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, I'm going to say you're welcome for a little bit of extra content, but I will try and shave it down. We recorded for like over three hours. In fact, I had a doctor's appointment over Zoom, which was weird um but <laughs> i could tell partway through our recording like we are not going to finish this episode <laughs> before my doctor's appointment so matt graciously um you know uh rejoined us after my doctor's i don't know why i'm giving you this many details but uh, it doesn't matter uh it's gonna be a great episode um uh, as always uh, if you have uh, questions and thoughts on um the podcast or spongebob squarepants write into sponges robots.com uh leave a review in apple Podcasts to help others um find <laughs> Did you catch that? Help others. Uh, it's like I'm like typing with my mouth. Focus, Sam. Get Just say the intro stuff. Help others find the podcast and your review might get read on the air. And if you listen in Spotify, that's okay. But you probably have Instagram. Share the uh, 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 Spotify link uh, on your Instagram feed and help others find us that way. That would be pretty pog, as the kids say. Okay, let's jump into Trivia O'Clock. Welcome to Trivia Clock, the time of the clock where we do the trivia. Um, this episode uh, is number 16 on Tom Kenny's The Tom Kenny Collection on iTunes and Amazon.com. Um, and it's like a collection of his different works. Uh, and he gives a little bit of a description um, for each uh, episode that's on this curated list of his. So uh, for this episode, Sailor Mouth, um, he says, this was one of the silliest recording sessions ever. Uh, we had to come up with the fake cuss words to stick in the dialogue to be bleeped out later. I was laughing so hard they recorded me. Um, while I was laying on the floor of the sound booth. Um, so that's really awesome. But very interesting because later in a February 2015 interview, uh, Tom Kenny um, said that Steven Hillenberg actually gave the cast members permission to actually swear in the recording studio. And he makes a joke like, man, I wish I could find that tape of that recording because those were some blue recordings, you know. Um, and so I read those two quotes and I was like, that's... Strange, where's the truth between those two things? Because those seem pretty conflicting, right? Um, well, tvtropes.org says, uh, according to Tom Kenny, all of the voice actors really were swearing, then having the offended words censored for comedy because they couldn't get the right intonation with non-offending words. I wasn't able to find the source um, that TV Tropes is referring to, um, so maybe there's a, another interview or maybe it's further in this interview um, that uh, uh, is is referenced um from 2015 uh where he you know explains like we were doing this and then we switched to this i don't know but very interesting uh regardless and it it, it came out uh hilarious either way um according to the episode's production number which is um 5572182 or sb182 um this apparently was maybe uh one of the few episodes in season two that was originally drafted um for season three we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more next week the interesting kind of um select few episodes that look like maybe they were intended for season three and got moved to season two and how um season two wasn't done airing on tv before season three started airing and how they kind of overlap which is interesting um this next fact 
I wasn't able to verify. Uh, this comes from the um, fan wiki uh, for this episode. Um, wasn't able to verify it, but it's so specific and interesting that I figured I'd shout it out because maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I don't know. But um, they say on there, uh, the dolphin chirp sound is actually the sped up call of a kookaburra originally used in the 1963 film Flipper and is still available for uh, from the first volume uh, of the premiere edition from the Hollywood Edge sound effects library released in 1990. Um, if anybody can find uh, some confirmation on that, by all means, write into sponge at spamrobots.com. That's kind of interesting. Um, last note I have here before we, I, I read you some behind the scenes um, interesting little tidbits. It's just that um, you can read, there's been lots of controversy around this episode, Sailor Mouth, um, in the past for obvious reasons, different like, you know, parent groups being like, look, uh, Nickelodeon is trying to teach our kids how to swear and stuff like that. And I thought about going into the history a little bit, but uh, to be honest, it's so stupid that I was like, this does not deserve the time of day <laughs> to talk about these stupid non-controversies. So frick all that. Um, okay, a couple of fun quotes. This first one comes from the interview, SpongeBob creator Steven Hillenberg. Um, that's the name of the article, uh, title of the article. Um, he says, uh, learning a curse word is a classic thing that all kids go through. It was inspired by creative director uh, Derek Dryman's experience of getting in trouble as a child for using the F word in front of his mother. Um, and then in, in an oral history of SpongeBob SquarePants, Derek Dryman himself says a lot of episodes were inspired from things that had happened in our lives. The episode six Sailor Mouth was based on a time I got in trouble for saying the F word in front of my mother. The scene where Patrick is running to Mr. Krabs to tattle with SpongeBob chasing him is pretty much how it happened in real life. The button on the show where Mr. Krabs swears worse than the boys was inspired by the fact that my mother has a Sailor Mouth herself. So that's funny. Um, and I feel like we can all relate to that. Artists don't know, don't have any uh, fun trivia, really. Um, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about like the different, you know, art references and stuff in that episode when we get into that episode uh, with our guest, Matt. Um, and as always, uh, if you have trivia or fun facts or things that you notice about these episodes, write it to spongebobrobots.com um, and I'll read them. So, okay, uh, let's jump into the rest of the episode. Uh, Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Absorbent and Yellow. With us today on the podcast is our guest, Matt Constant, as seen on episode 17 of the podcast. As seen in episode 17! Uh, Matt was on the episode Rock Bottom and whatever the other one was that was on Rock Bottom. Arg. He was on Arg. Um, and now he's back. Uh, Matt and I, uh, I mean, we did all the introductions and stuff on that podcast. So if you want, I guess, more in-depth, you know. Um, of uh, who he is in our relationship to Spongebob. You can listen to that. But the short of it is um, we met in, I think, kindergarten, maybe. And what, uh, right. one of the ways that we bonded was our love of Spongebob and our shared uh, uh, experience of our dad's loving Spongebob, which I've since learned is like, I guess, like half of kids our generation had that very specific. Anyway, It's amazing. Yeah. I remember buying yeah. my dad SpongeBob boxer shorts. Oh for yeah, his, and I remember I was like, I hope I can find them. Yeah, and the the store had like a wall of them of different yeah. kinds, you know. Uh -huh. And it's like, oh wow, dads really do like SpongeBob. Yeah, that is really funny. Yeah, I, we would always get my dad uh, SpongeBob uh, gifts too. Anyway, Matt's here, and it's going to be awesome. And um, and Matt is also an artist and. Well, actually, I'll let you say, Matt, you're saying uh, before we started recording that you have a special connection with both of these. We're going to be discussing Sailor Mouth and Artists Unknown, and you have a special connection with both these episodes, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. I have a, I'm have. an artist. I'm a painter. 
like so like the kind that squidward is right and uh you know i i swear too much so, <laughs> right yeah really the perfect, i can't believe they were bundled when i found that they were bundled i was like you know because they do the two episodes per thing right i'm like wow uh, right. This is one. Little did I know when I saw this as a child that that's right. what I would do. You yeah, know? where you'd end up. Of all, of all the episodes, you know, uh, I'd like to think that like everyone has yeah. one. It's like, oh, that's really where I went. Right. I, I want this episode length. Right. You know? Yeah. At the, at the crossroads of these two. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. I was so pumped when I saw, for one, like when you're like, oh, like I, I'd love to be on this episode or whatever, Artist Unknown, I was like, that's perfect because you, of course, are a fine artist. So, um, but then watching uh, these episodes this week, I was like, it's, I mean, there's barely any episodes of SpongeBob that I don't like, but occasionally you'll get these pairings that are like, both of these are perfect. And it's like kind of kind of fricked up that I have to even try and compare these in my mind because they are so like these are both just like five out of five episodes. Some of my favorite episodes of SpongeBob ever, you know, they are the best, like some of the best written ones, you know, the most concise and Uh the ones that like I I just saw them again for this. And and I admit that I I watched all of SpongeBob during the quarantine again. So I went back and I saw these again. I'm like, wow, you're right. There are episodes that like kind of like you can tell right. they didn't know how to end it or right. there's some like weird stuff going on or right. it's like some, you know, test or right. kind of like, kind of like, you know, experiment. But this, uh-huh. these two were just right in your wheelhouse, you right. know, like right. just classic slapstick, like yeah, SpongeBob just getting into, getting uh-huh. into nonsense, you know? Yeah. Do you have a favorite between these two? Like which one? Yeah, is, I mean the one that the one that I think that I I, I like the most because now is yeah. the art one here. Just okay, because yeah, yeah. They, they clearly, you know, I, I'm this this the they clearly have an opinion yeah. of like art that is like something that you kind of only really something that if you try to be creative, you totally right. understand. You know, so right. it's like I definitely if you are trying to be a creative person and make creative stuff for your job i totally get a lot of that like it it just makes sense as an adult which is wild because i remember i loved it as a kid but now i love it for completely different reasons i just like the square one a lot even though it's probably my my lesser two favorite of the two just because of how 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 just good it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how how they uh how they just like there's so many twists and turns in that episode that are just like yeah, you know, kind of know what the episode is about from the beginning. Right, but it still makes it interesting. Right, and it does it in like a really unique way, and I just love it. I, yeah, I, so good. Yeah, I like, it's not about nothing too, and expands right. the universe a little bit. It uh-huh. has it like, I don't know. I like yeah. it when like the bikini bottom is fleshed out. Totally, you know? it yeah. really does that a little bit. That episode, I think that's the first time we see Krabs' mother too. Yeah. Like I love it when they indicate these like whole other lives that they've uh-huh. had. And there's a couple points I know where Krabs goes like, "Oh, not for sailors," you know, like because he was <laughs> right. in the baby. Right. And that's like yeah. a big thing that you have to know about Krabs is he was like he's uh-huh. totally like an angry army dad, right? You know, like right. I totally he's like my grandpa, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so I just am like so. Uh, I'm so I I love these episodes because they're kind of like outside. Of yeah. what you would normally get from a SpongeBob episode, you know, right. which is just pure silliness. They have a little bit of seriousness in them too. Right. Definitely Squidward as like a sad, you know, 
yeah. you know, genuinely failing artists. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. It's like, that's not, that's not a children's <laughs> yeah. premise. That's like a premise for a depressed 25 year old short uh-huh. story. Yeah. You know, that's like, yeah. that's like, you know, a dark movie right. that the Coen brothers would write, right. you know, like uh-huh. it's not, yeah. it's not a kid's premise. So that's why yeah. I love it. And then swearing. It's like, right. how could you possibly make a swearing episode? I know. For Nickelodeon. Yeah. But they uh-huh. do it. They really do it. And they use it in the best ways. Too. Yeah. It's not just like little kids swearing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. When you think <laughs> about it, you're like, wow, the, they were just like, like just ripping right. it. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Oh, it's just amazing. Uh huh. Okay. Well, with that, yeah, let's, let's unless that. you have any other thoughts, <laughs> should we jump into the episode? I love it. Let's just go. Watch out to she's a proper On a passage from the dog bag to Grey Well, it's the worst time of the day once again. <laughs> Closing time. Well, see you in the AM, Mr. Krabs. Hold on there, SpongeBob. Take that pile of filth out with you. Oh, Mr. Krabs, you shouldn't talk about Squidward like that. He means this filth, you loon. Mm, taking out the trash, taking out the trash. Mm. Dumpster writing, the voice of the people. Up with bubbles, down with air. Stop! Nematodes are people too. Those nematodes. Here's one somebody didn't finish. Squidward smells. Good. Stop! Hmm, what's this one? Crabs is a... Huh? Crabs is a... Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Well, sometimes, but not recently. We're back with the episode, Sailor Mouth. This episode was written by Paul Tibbet and Walt Doran and premiered September 21st, 2001. Um, I really love, there's like a, a, a wonderful sea shanty opening in that title op- like card at the front. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this, but sea shanties for some reason have like uh, come back in vogue on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I, anyway. I, I missed it entirely because it was a TikTok right. thing. Right. And I just, right. I remember when I see the TikTok logo, I'm like, uh-huh. I already got to get out of here. Wherever I know, right? I, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm leaving the, the room. Yeah. Right. I, TikTok is just, I've decided that I'm an old man now. And I'm like, I think I've, I have all the social media that I'll have yeah, you, for, for the rest you gotta of my life. You got to draw the line. You got to yeah. draw the line. You know? Exactly. And the moment I don't actively need to have an, like, right. an Instagram or anything anymore, right. it's gone. It's gone. Totally. You know? Uh-huh. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The, the sea, the sea shanty was good. Yeah. In the beginning, and it was one of the more interesting ones because it was lyrics with it. I right. always remember that. There's not really lyrics in any no. of the beginnings. I think so, this might be the only like one. A, that's yeah. like a real one too. Yeah. That sounded like that's actually based on like you know uh-huh. not just Hawaiian strumming. You know. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I actually uh, saw someone doing the SpongeBob guitar lick, and it's incredibly difficult. It's oh, like I believe it. Yeah, amazing how hard it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the 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 beginning of this episode is great uh-huh. because if you just replace "loon" that Squidward right. calls uh, right. SpongeBob with a real swear word, right. that's exactly how leaving right. your job is. You know, like <laughs> yeah, and, like it's perfect because SpongeBob is getting out of there. 
Uh-huh. And like he makes a joke, even though it's not a joke about right. <laughs> Squidward. I know, yeah. He means and it sincerely, but it's just kind of like I love yeah. the he's just like happy to make SpongeBob have to take out the trash, which is uh-huh. like if you've ever worked with coworkers and stuff, it's just right. like that's exactly what I don't right. know. It's like that's like the subtleties of that, yeah, really great because it's more adult than you right. need a credit for. Yeah, totally. And then I love uh I just love the you know, just SpongeBob is just kind of naively interacting right. with all. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? They do a great job and, of setting uh, up how innocent SpongeBob is at the start, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. He doesn't get anything. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, add, you know, he right. only thinks of it as like a cool platform for people right. to say, and not just like the back of a dumpster, which is like just the, <laughs> it's the, the voice of the people. Yeah. It's the voice <laughs> of the people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I love it that like, Clearly, Squidward wrote that. Right. You know, like right. The back of the dumpster too. Like, there's no uh, way yeah. someone just. Like, I don't know. I thought about yeah. that as lot well. when I was a little kid. Was I'm like, wow. I guess it's just like, in this universe, Mr. Krabs is like pretty hated. Right. By all the people. Oh who go yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. This is like apparently a very famous restaurant in the bikini bottom. I know. But like, it's like Mr. one of Krabs three. Is hated. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. It's so sad. It's so precious that somebody wrote Squidward smells, but it's just like genius, like joke delivery of like, oh, someone didn't finish this one, and then he reads the joke. Uh, Squidward smells good. <laughs> it's just like so yeah. cute. And then the trash always looks so gross in SpongeBob. I just had to shout well, that out. Every time yeah, trash I mean, comes up, it's like green oozes coming out of it. And look up. So I have something actually. Do you know about? There's a theory called uh-huh. skin food about SpongeBob. Have you ever heard? You know of that? what? I have seen the YouTube thumbnail, but I never watched the video. So enlighten okay. us. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird, I mean, I don't even, I didn't watch the whole thing because he yeah, goes yeah. kind of crazy in it. The guy uh, yeah. makes like a 45 minute video. It's basically that like, I think it's just due to like great textural work and animation and like making these things super interesting to little kids mm. who are always interested in like, you know, when SpongeBob spells good, mm. he spells it in that goo, you know, uh-huh. it's always, there are, and I, everyone who I've watched SpongeBob with talks about how there are like a lot of like visceral things in SpongeBob, mm-hmm. like people's skin coming off. Right. And like, skin theory is the idea vaguely that's like kind of a joke mm-hmm. that like everyone in the SpongeBob world exists in like kind of some kind of flesh suit. Because oh. they're always taking off their body yeah. and heads and stuff. Uh-huh. And like the idea is that everyone knows about it. And it's uh-huh. every character, including SpongeBob, is huh. like some other being that exists inside one or more skins. Yeah. So it's really weird. And like, huh. I, I can't say I recommend the YouTube video, right, if I'm being right. honest. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like clearly this guy is like, no, they meant to do this. And right. like, this is telling us something. So it's uh-huh. not interesting like that. But it is kind of like, it's a good way of talking about how the reason you remember SpongeBob so well right. as a kid is because uh-huh. it, it kind of infuses all of this story and plot line with right. like very visceral animation right textural yeah. stuff you know uh-huh. grossness right uh, there's a lot of body horror in spongebob yeah, i don't is. think it's necessarily horrific you know right. or bad but right. it is a hundred percent body horror you know right. like right people skin coming off right. all the time uh when i i think it's a joke that's been made many times like uh-huh you know, like Mr. Krabs is walking and gets his foot stuck in a hole and breaks right. off his leg yeah, and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like it's just kind of more punk rock because it's right. like undersea fish, you know? Right. So it's like they, they uh-huh. lose body parts and stuff more often. But right. I don't know. It's just like, it's a good way of saying 
SpongeBob is just really gross sometimes right. and in the best way. You just right. remember stuff. Totally. Because of, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen people use the term, uh, the gross up it was pioneered by yeah. SpongeBob. Um, so that's like the close up that's like painted in grotesque detail, which yeah. to me, I'm just like, I don't think anything of it. And it's not until I'm watching the show, like with Morgan or someone and they're like, that's so disturbing. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I don't even, th- it, I don't even, because it's just SpongeBob yeah. to me, you know. If you watch it with someone who does not watch SpongeBob, uh-huh. the first thing they'll be is like, "Oh Jesus," you know, because yeah. like uh-huh. Squidward will like rip off his nose and right. like throw it in the plate, you know. Right. And it's like right, Ooh. right. <laughs> you know? Uh huh. But I'm just like, yeah, it's yeah. just SpongeBob. That's so funny. But yeah, skin theory. <laughs> there you go, skin theory. Really I assume really I assume it's connected to the Head and Head Clinic or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, there are signs all throughout the the, the yeah this series that supposedly point towards right. Like we don't know. We've never seen who right. these creatures are. Is what right. it's saying. Yeah. Right. I, I I have an appreciation for those theories and stuff like that, but when they start getting taken as like canon, it like drives me insane which it shouldn't drive me insane it's just like they're just having fun who cares you know but there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of theories that uh spongebob is the uh result of like nuclear testing and stuff like that and it's like fun or whatever but i'm like it's not true but it doesn't matter right. um people can enjoy cartoons and i can i'm just correct as long as we can all agree on that yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to have opinions <laughs> yeah uh-huh anyway speaking of opinions yeah. uh patrick has opinions on these uh what does he call them uh, sentence enhancers um enhancers, this, yeah yeah this is really cute just like a very throwaway detail but the fact that patrick greets the garbage man and this next clip is so cute to me hi garbage man hi spongebob hi patrick hey patrick <laughs> do you know what this word means Crabs. Uh, isn't that the red sweaty guy you work for? Nah, not that word. That word. Oh, hey, I think I know what that means. That's one of those sentence enhancers. Sentence enhancers? You use it when you want to talk fancy. You just sprinkle it over anything you say and level. You got yourself a spicy sentence sandwich. Oh, I get it. Let me try. Ahem. Hello, Patrick. Lovely day we're having, isn't it? Why, yes it is, SpongeBob. This day is particularly lovely. How right you are, Patrick. Ooh, you're right, Patrick. My lips are tingling from the spiciness of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, uh, so for one, I'm constantly quoting. Um, Isn't that the red sweaty guy you work for? Uh, and I can never remember what episode it's you from. Say that but one. Yeah, yeah. But we found it. It's it's this episode. Um, I love uh, Patrick being the one to be like, oh, that's a sentence sentence enhancer you you, you uh, do it when you want to sound fancy it just feels like um, so perfectly rooted in the, the very first episode where uh, uh, Spongebob meets Sandy and Patrick's like if you want to be fancy you got to talk with your pinky up like Patrick for some reason it's just like this very cultured like is able to teach Spongebob about how to be a, a gentleman you know yeah no it's great I love you know in this world clearly like even though they're both the same level of naive, you know, uh-huh. SpongeBob is definitely smarter than Patrick. Right. Uh, SpongeBob seems to be more sheltered, or maybe yeah, even totally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Where it's like Patrick is the one that SpongeBob goes to for like mm-hmm. to know what stuff means, you right. know, adult stuff. Right. Like and even even from the first couple episodes where like uh-huh. he first meets Sandy and stuff, right. like Patrick is always like you know, kind of like the big brother character right. that doesn't know anything and is always right. steering him around. Uh-huh. And I just love that. Like Patrick has seen this word in a sense, you know, right. like kind of heard it, but he, he doesn't remember what context. So he's uh-huh. just like, yeah, you say it when you want to make it better. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, yeah. which is uh, kind of how swear words are used. Like, yeah, is, is there a term I should ask Morgan this since she's like an English teacher, but is there a term for what swear words are? Are they a noun, a verb? I mean, they're anything, yeah. but like they just Actually, fit in between any word. Like, I watch a I watch a uh, podcast about um, about language and stuff, and the guy yeah. who does it wrote a book about the f word specifically. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's just kind of an interesting. You know, yeah. I, I would not have the knowledge to tell you exactly right. what type of thing it is, right? But uh, it is weird how there are some of the only words that can be anything. There is like a name for right. something that can be anything, you know, right. like both a verb, a noun, uh, you know, like right. an yeah. adverb. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's just crazy though. Yeah. Right. But I like right. to, because of the ending, I like to think that that is the word, that sound, oh. you know, is, yeah. that's not a censorship of anything. Right. That's like him making the noise. Right. And like, uh, you know, it just sets up the rest of the episode, which is amazing. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Like if you ever have seen like a little kid swear, right. You know, it's awesome. And like, yeah, that's kind <laughs> right. of what it's about. Right. <laughs> right. Cause they don't know, they don't know, which is, yeah, uh, they don't know. Yeah. And, and this episode was based on a lived experience of one of the writers, uh, learning how to swear when he was a kid and then getting in huge trouble, but not knowing it was bad because his own mom swore all the time around right, him. Right. And so, which is, of course, what we'll learn about <laughs> Mama Krabs, kind of, but not really. Um, or I guess more yeah. Mr. Krabs, but but yeah, so it's so good. At, at this point in the episode, this is where I, I wrote down in my notes, I cannot believe that this episode aired. Like, because this scene yeah. is just them swearing up a storm, you know? Yeah, like it, it is like if you just were to replace it with a more traditional sensor sound, like a beep, you know? Right, like, right. It, it would be really dirty. You totally. Know? It would be uh-huh. really dirty. And then... Later, you kind of understand that, like, they start kind of getting it. Right. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Well, anyway, SpongeBob takes yeah. his sentence enhancers uh, and immediately um, dresses up his speech on his way into work the next day. Hello, customers. Nice day we're having, huh? <gasps> did he just say, I, he did? Hey, Patrick, how the are you? Pretty good, SpongeBob. Well, uh, I thought this was a restaurant, not a gutter mouth convention. Attention customers, today's special is a Krabby Patty served in a greasy sauce and grilled to perfection. And don't forget to ask us to the fries. It'll be our pleasure. Hi, Squidward, how the are ya? Nice day, isn't it, Squidward? I don't understand. That guy's talented. He doesn't have to work blue. Let's go somewhere more family-oriented. The Krusty Krab! She's empty! Oh, so good. If you imagine that, that that's just the word, right. too, that that's the censor, it's uh-huh. so funny. It's so right. He's just like... 
he is just being like a kind of like a you know just like a terrible teenager a little right. bit that but like totally on x it's so good right oh it's just pure comedy right and we were talking about this in the beginning right. before we were recording but swearing is just it makes everything funny right you know <laughs> like it just yeah. works <laughs> right, right i was gonna ask yeah. you is it funnier when you just throw in a swear uh or is it funnier when you throw in a swear but it's censored you know you see the censor makes it great because right. we also don't know what type of word this is right yeah you know it could be like a bad word like a curse you uh-huh. know that is just in. or right. it could be something like like really bad like right like a slur right we don't know what kind of bad word this is which is why it's so brilliant and why uh-huh. it could even be aired at all right. is like if you think about like the way he's using it too even right. though he clearly doesn't know how to use it totally yeah. it's like it's clearly some type of modifier modifier right. you know right but like you're not sure you know because right. it does say right. crabs is a blank Right, you know, it's like <laughs> you don't know how bad this yeah. word. Clearly, it's really bad. That's what yeah, they want. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. This is the equivalent of someone walking in and just using like some terrible, right? You know, like like, right. like just something that you could never say even in like a comedy special. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. And he uses it in every way. He's yeah. how the are you? And then he's like, and don't forget to ask us to your fries. You know, like yeah. and then it says crabs is a right. You know, so right? It's it, like it's like. They don't, you don't know what type. I'm sure that's part right. of like the editing of this is like, right. you don't know what type of word this is. You know, uh-huh. it's just is a bad word, but right. clearly it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. I love in the beginning where it was like those really old sailor guys were right. like, right. You never say that. Yeah. Like, it's not, that's, it's, it's clever even, foreshadowing. Like, yeah, it's, it truly is dumpster talk. Like someone right. wrote this because you can't even say it in public. You know? <laughs> right. Uh huh. Okay. Unrelated to that, but, the capacity on the front of the Krusty Krab was always so interesting to me as a kid. It's one of those like yeah. details that's just throw away and they'll never revisit it. But in my imagination, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Do restaurants actually have those in them? Like a like uh, oh, I know. a dial that like says, you know, what so anyway. that's so weird. Yeah, yeah, I didn't remember that one at all. When I saw uh-huh. that, that was a genuinely new yeah. like yeah. I had yeah. never seen it, which was weird. Uh-huh. Also, I was like, there's not 300 people. It starts out I know, like right? Bottom. They're like, there's 20 max. Right. How many it's chairs could they even fit in there? I like, know, I know. Yeah. I love it when they hate that, like, the Krusty Krab is, like, the most famous restaurant. Right. Behind. right. For some reason. Just totally. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Krab's like, where's all me customers? Um, and, and SpongeBob and Patrick are about to get a lesson from the sailor, Mr. Krabs himself. Apparently, the two barnacle mouth brothers just learned a new word, and SpongeBob just said it over the intercom. Well, what was it? What did he say? Uh, he said, um, well, said. Turn me back to one side. Huh? Turn me back to one side. <gasps> SpongeBob and friend, front and center! <laughs> Why you gotta make the toy you paint the Krusty Krab for using such language? But Mr. Krabs, we were only using our sentence enhancers. Yeah, it's fancy talk. There ain't nothing fancy about that word. You mean... Yes, that one! <laughs> now quit saying that. It's a bad word. Bad word. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's bad word number 11. In fact, there are 13 bad words you should never use. Don't you mean there are only seven? 
Not if you're a sailor. Wow, 13. That's a lot of bad words. That last line might be the hardest I laughed in the entire episode. Me too, because Krabs doesn't even correct him. Right. He's, he's, right, yeah. Patrick <laughs> like, is just so clueless. He's actually just using it correctly now. He's just no, no, like... That's great, is they immediately, they know how to use it. <laughs> right. Immediately, uh-huh. next scene, SpongeBob is just like, yeah, knows how to use it. Like, knows yeah. exactly the situation to use Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. When you were a kid, uh, did you try and f- figure out what the seven bad words were? I did. I did. I tried to. I tried to write them out once. Yeah. Which led to like a really weird piece of paper. Yeah. That I, that, I remember the specifically. I wrote out the bad words to try to yeah. understand them. And I had. Right. A, it, I had a, and I was pretty young, so I had like a piece of paper with bad words on it, and I right. was like, oh, I can't even just throw that out in the regular trash. I know, <laughs> right? You gotta burn it. See, like. Like it's just funny because it was yeah. like literally like one ass. Right. Damn. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hell, question mark with hell. <laughs> yeah, know, it's just funny. How, uh, I totally, totally did. And then I tried to figure out the thirteenth. But right. I think it was like these are clearly like underwater words. Yeah, yeah. I could not tell what Squidward was saying. I couldn't. I couldn't make out. I don't know. And you had a better recording than I listened to it of. So when I heard it, right. it was different. I thought he said. Like someone told me right. to talk real loud. Right. But it doesn't right. sound like that anymore. It sounds like he's saying like a specific word. Right. Or, or a phrase. Yeah. Right. I right. Know, it's kind of like in South Park, how like whenever they were, people were arguing, uh-huh. everyone was just going, peas and carrots, peas, peas and carrots. Right. Peas and carrots. Right. It's like right. you get 20 people doing that and it just sounds like words. Uh-huh. <laughs> it reminds me too of, uh, this scene from the SpongeBob movie, which I'm pulling up, because I thought I was like, "Oh, does Squidward actually say the swear word?" Um, and the reason I, I I thought that is because I don't know if you've ever caught this before, but the manager, uh, SpongeBob, hold the phone. Listen to Mr. Krabs. Important news flash from Mr. Krabs. Go ahead, Mr. K. I'm making a complete what of myself. The most embarrassing thing you've ever seen? And now it's worse because I'm repeating everything you say into the microphone. Can, can you tell what Mr. Krabs is saying? Is he saying you're a jackass? He is. He's yeah. in, And it's left in the film. He's just... That's crazy. I'm making a complete what yeah. of myself. <laughs> the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen? Hey, jackass. <laughs> And now it's worse. Like, I'm like, surely they must have. Part of me is like, oh, did they just not catch that? But I'm like, they had to have known that they were leaving yeah, it in the I, film. But I never they, caught they, it when they, I was a kid. It was like years later, yeah. somebody pointed it out on the internet. But anyway, so. Yeah, he, he is just saying jackass. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he repeats it three times, and SpongeBob know, repeats know, something know. completely different, which is I funny. Know, I know. The most embarrassing thing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Matt, are you familiar with the comedian George Carlin at all? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, I learned. I so I also uh, when I was a kid, we always try and figure out what are the seven swear words, um, and would also make lists. I even made one in my notes, and I felt like dirty writing them. I was like, these the, my notes just look. If somebody walked over and like saw over my <laughs> shoulder right now, they'd be like, "What is wrong with this kid?" You know? I, I love that though. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh-huh. you're, you're just the kind of guy who like the chaos of your life. You're just a normal looking right? man. Yeah, and you're just writing like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so exactly. <funny. laughs> 
and never repeating too because you're trying to think anyway apparently the seven words the original seven words uh is a direct reference to george carlin uh, a bit that he does um you're all quote directly from the wikipedia article um the seven words you can never say on television yeah television uh the seven dirty words are seven english language curse words that american comedian george carlin first listed in his 1972 seven words you can never say on television monologue i'm debating if i i i'll just hold them up to the i don't know if you can read that because some of them it's it's not the list i would have made uh, listener, <laughs> if you are uh, above the age of 30, you can go Google that. But for all the kids that listen to this podcast, because I'm sure that there are some, do not look up the list. I will I will tell your mom if you look it up, and then I'll come uh, to your house and destroy thing. your, it's the first, your mailbox. If you Google George Carlin, it's the yeah. first thing that comes up, seven words. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay, yeah. Uh, wow, you're right. So, like, oh, those are the FCC violations. But I don't know. Are they the official FCC violations or are they just? No, I don't think so. I think they're yeah. just words that like, they're not George the ones Carlin. I would have chose. There's a few classic right. ones in there. Right. But like there's there's two that I think just don't belong. Yeah, you know? same. Mm-hmm. Like I got to be honest, piss doesn't belong in there. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. like I, I could see I, like I've in heard, the 50s I've maybe. Heard, I've heard like people say that. I've heard little kids go, I'm pissed off. You know, right. it's funny. Totally. <laughs> it's not wrong at all. The yeah. other one's. The other ones belong, I think. Right, right. Oh, well, they <laughs> certainly belong them, on a list. Just combos, you know. Yeah, what I mean? exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> there's a lot of a. Uh, there's a lot of a. Uh, I, I thought it was when I saw it on your list on your uh, right. thing. I thought it was mother. Well, there is a mother one. Yeah, yeah there is mother effer, which is like you know that's not that's more really yeah. the first F. You know, yeah. that's just yeah. A, a variation on that one. That's interesting. I was like looking up other English-speaking countries, like oh, yeah. violation rules for things to say. English uh-huh. is so funny. It's like bloody. Know. You can't know, say bloody. Right? You can't then, say bloody. You can't say bullocks. Yeah, and Harry oh, Potter says bloody word. all the time. And when uh-huh. you're a kid, you're just like, that's so funny. Like English people say like tiddlywinks to swear and stuff. But know, apparently I'm... in Britain, it's just actually they're just swearing in the – Movie, yeah, but... bullocks is like a really bad word in Britain. Yeah, it's hilarious because I am sure I've seen a cartoon totally where the little kid, like where someone has been like, "Oh, bullocks!" On right, like, uh-huh. you know, as a joke on like totally. cartoon. Why it's so funny, right? But then, like in the inverse, you know, I've heard people, you know, drop the c word, and they're like, "No, no, no!" I watched this like British Twitch streamer, and it's different over there. I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't live in Britain. <laughs> like, you don't live in Britain. You at can't all, yeah. drop the c word casually no. like that over here, you know." Also, if you don't say it without that accent, right? Then it, like, right? You just, I, I feel like you can tell, like when an American right. says it, it oh, just feels yeah. like there's more hate behind. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally, yeah, a yeah. lot more misogyny and. Yeah. yeah, they never, there's just like a weird, like, uh-huh. yeah, it's like just such a bad word here. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. That's one that's like vile. Like, you cannot, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, just, anyway. it changes, honestly, when you hear that in public, it changes your core temperature because you're expecting some right. type of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side story I remember, um, you know, I, when I was a kid, was pretty averse to swearing, but I watched Homestar Runner a lot and Strong Bad always says crap on there. I remember saying yeah. crap and then you repeating it and your dad hearing it and you getting in a lot of trouble. And I felt very that's bad. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's but, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's the story of my parents coming to terms with my swearing. It's <laughs> yeah, a long yeah. one. It's uh, like, I, ne- I just never stopped. That's right. 
and I would never use it in mean situations. Right. You know? Yeah. So they, uh-huh. they just, at the end, they, they just stopped caring, you know, right. and now right. I can like talk to them about very personal things and, right. and just put it in and they won't say anything. And right. it's kind of amazing, you know? Right. Totally. <laughs> because That's funny. I remember when I was little kid, I get in trouble all the time for just normal things. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I'd like stub my toe. I'd be like, ah, damn. And they'd be like, right. Well, Which I, is understandable, that, older, you know. Yeah. As I got older, you know, uh-huh. I would just be like making them laugh and throwing a swear right. word. And they'd be like, right, you can't say <laughs> right. that in front of us, you know. Right. They, it was really funny when it got to yeah. the point where it wasn't like them telling me how to live their lives. They were just right. like, wow, it's just weird that you do right. it right in front so I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If for nothing else, they're just like, we feel old that our child yeah, can do like, that in front it, of like us. It's awkward, you know. Right. Sometimes I'll screw up and my parents will be like uh what i mean is like when i'm talking to my parents i'll screw up and i'll be like what's up when they'll say something which is just oh, not yeah <laughs> that's, you know like that's somehow talking to them on the phone right i just would say things to them that i would never say to like my parents have actually said right. like there's, right. there's something i can't do and i'll be like what's up and they'll be uh, like yeah well, he did and i'm like did i just say what's up yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny. so weird yeah i don't know mm. kind of like that and i'll just be like yeah i just kind of had a day and then they'll right. be like yeah. Right. Like, right. You, you, you hear the phone drop on the other line. Like, yeah, just, it's not even that they're offended anymore. Right. It's just that they're like, you just get how it's weird for us. And I'm like, right. it is weird. It's like, right. I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't totally. need to. Yeah. That's really funny. Anyway, so we get a really funny. Um, I love this next scene. And um, I quote many parts of this scene often. Um, so SpongeBob and Patrick uh, promise Mr. Krabs that they'll never say any of the 13 words again. Love that there's an added list for sailors too, which just seems so appropriate. But um, anyway, so they, they head back to their place and try to do something more wholesome with their lives. Gee, I sure am glad Mr. Krabs told us that word we were using was a bad word. Yeah, me too, because classy sophisticates like us should not stain our lips with cursing. Yay, verily. Now, let's play a nice wholesome game of eels and escalators. Oh boy, my favorite! Come on, Gary needs a new pair of shoes! Ooh, eels. Too bad, SpongeBob, you gotta ride the eel. Darn. parts of this scene like they really relish and well actually first uh i cannot i never caught this before uh this last week watching this episode but patrick saying 
Yeah, me too, because classy sophisticates like us shouldn't stain our lips with cursing. And SpongeBob saying, yay, verily. It's just very, very funny yeah. to me. I've never hey, got I, that I never before. Got that either. And then uh, uh, Eels and Escalators, when I was a kid, was just like, I want that board game. Like, it feels oh, like yeah, Shoots and Ladders meets like Mousetrap or something. I'm yeah. like, that game looks so fun. In reality, I mean, I'm sure it's not game. fun, but. Yeah, it's funny because the game is like Candyland level. Like, right. you just roll dice and right. you go up yeah. and down. Yeah. But like, the the little escalators uh-huh. it, yeah just i want that so bad you know totally. what I mean? like i always wanted it, i wanted it as much as i wanted that treasure game that they played yeah with uh-huh. x you know uh-huh. i thought that was so cool yeah and i thought all the time i'm like how do they like reset that right like that <laughs> i know yeah rebury the treasure and stuff yeah. yeah and the foley sound effects on like the little pieces is so good it just feels so like tangible you know like oh, yeah. the way that they design and it and he's clearly like i like it how he's clearly not having any fun because he's just getting the worst luck <laughs> right and then like you know in classic patrick right. just doesn't see that at all and right. it's just like relishing his win exactly you know, yeah. yeah like they really they take their time <laughs> like they yeah. they show they could have shown like three turns but they just yeah. like keep as no pun intended escalating it and escalating it um and yeah and and so the other line that i quote often is eels when something's just like not going well for somebody else you know <laughs> and yeah patrick is just like gloating so hard you know they roll a dice and they never get a eels and escalators roll it's always either both i know right it doesn't make any Uh sense like the game the game also just like when they're when they're doing the board like it just doesn't make any sense there's no way that like yeah it's like going up the escalator doesn't seem to do anything going uh-huh. down the right. eels doesn't seem to right, do anything right, right. there's just eventually an eel that's like you lose yeah uh-huh I, it's it's so appropriate that it's such like a boring board game you know because it's like they're like we need to do something wholesome and something of that level like a candy land or something is like the most wholesome thing that you can do or whatever um because it's it's just nothing it's just rolling dice over and over there's not even any skill or anything but then that would be the scenario um where you would drop a swear word because you can't make this like super simple thing work for you yeah. um yeah. and Everyone I know that's ever trying to to get out of the habit of swearing, it always comes out playing a board game or a video yeah. game or something. I love how they just like overload it into a sentence where you just put in so many F words that it's just like, it doesn't even make any sense anymore. Right. Have you ever seen the show Trailer Park Boys? I've seen uh, parts of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. In that show, there's just a character who just like yeah. his whole language right. is based on swear words right. to the point where he goes into the, he goes to court a bunch oh, yeah. And they're always like, you can't swear here. And he's like, I cannot speak if I can't <laughs> right. say swear words. And they have right. to let him swear because right. he can't speak without it. And uh-huh. I, <laughs> I think I think uh, I think of that a lot because they clearly yeah. they also in the beginning they're like learning right. how to like load it right. onto stuff and like <laughs> so uh-huh. funny. That is really funny. <laughs> oh, but now they totally understand how to use it. Right. You know, that's why it's so hard for them not to is they're like, oh, it's a perfect word. Yeah. Uh I haven't been able to confirm this, but apparently on the on the DVD uh, and the bonus features, you can see like the original storyboard. And apparently in this scene originally, hopefully I can like uh, go back and double check and see if this is accurate. But apparently in the script, originally SpongeBob says, go dolphin noise yourself. And Patrick says, dolphin noise, you too, which would have been the most explicit like uh clearly like what swear word they're using 
um, and that they're yeah. using it as a swear and stuff. So under, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and understandable that they would have cut that one. Like that, we were right up against the line, and that would be you know actually yeah. teaching kids how to swear. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, no, and uh, that's why it's good. Is it's like right. truly when you're watching it as a little kid, that doesn't teach you anything about how to totally. swear. You're just like, oh, that's just the censor. But right, I, I'm sure you'll we'll talk about it at the end. Uh-huh. There is the last part of this episode makes it clear, right? That, yeah, I don't know. It'll, yeah, it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, the other specific uh, note I had on here is just that, um, as always, eleven is a very funny number. Um, oh, yeah. I think when I had Davis Rice on the podcast, we discussed funny numbers and the theory that like uh, numbers with three syllables are just funny for some reason because they're like mm-hmm. just so specific. But anyway. You said number 11, like got a giggle out of me. And then I just love anytime that there's like a classic chase scene in, in SpongeBob where they're just trying to get to some place before the other one. Um, Patrick accidentally dropping the swear word on his way. Like, no, but you said, you know, uh, and now they're both like going to tattle on each other. And then it, again, it's just so accurate of like, if you, you know, growing up with your siblings or something, learn a bad word, learn that you can't say the bad word. And you are both a paranoid, like if you say it, you're going to get in trouble, but be like to um, deal with that paranoia are just prepared to tattle on your sibling as quickly as possible. Like this is like an actual thing that many people have have lived in their childhood. In in a broader sense too. It's also the paradox of a word that you need to say Uh to identify. Right. The act of saying it is the bad, you know? I also think it's just like, it's in a larger sense of they're flipping it a little bit and they're being like, there are people who are just like kind of misers about words and stuff. Uh-huh. which is like showing the silliness of that a little bit. Right. I suppose in, in a personal way, I have been called out before uh-huh. for like saying swear words, like not for like making anyone feel bad or using uh-huh. the hat people. Some people are just like, wow, you swear a lot. Right. And I ha- I do think that I don't like those people. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just like how it's like, uh, there, I, for sure, it's something that I think I try to self-regulate because I right. can tell a lot of people are like, right. wow, you don't swear a lot and won't ever tell me because they're polite right. people. But yeah. I have met people who are like, hey, you should stop saying like, one time right. a lady told me, she's like, oh, you can't say damn. And I was right. like, I don't know about that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. When they become kind of puritanical, it's not even the word, but like. It's just the control yeah. over. Right how people talk to somebody you. else's like, I don't mouth think you yeah. get that much control honestly right. like, you right. know like i don't even, you don't you don't deserve to like know right. every word that's going to come out of everyone's mouth but right, right, at the right. same time i like i have left a conversation before like uh-huh. you didn't need to put that in there <laughs> right <laughs> the other day this is kind of weird but like i was just like uh-huh. i was fixing a wall for someone and I was just like ah yeah the screw is just the mounting strip that we're using for this canvas was like a little screwed up uh-huh. and I called it key. I was like, Oh, it's just a little key. And they were like, what? And I was like, it's still a little messed up. And they were like, okay. And then later I went home and yeah. I was like, all right, that's no good. That Right. That wasn't necessary. Totally. It wasn't like, like, you yeah. know, that person didn't call me out. Cause like, it's like, they're nice and they don't right. tell other people how to <laughs> right. talk. But at the same yeah. time, I yeah. need to like, I was like, chill out, you know, right. there's like a great, I forget who it is. Someone jokes that they like, 
told their doctor that they don't yeah. have cheese or something like that. Uh, I'm yeah. like, it's kind of like that where you're like, right. you can't right. tell. Someone. Yeah. Read it's the like, room, it's, use it's, context. It's, it's yeah. 10 a.m., bro. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I haven't even had my first coffee and you're, you kiss your mother with <laughs> that mouth. around top right. shelf words. <laughs> right. Well, and uh, so like, just another reason why this episode is so funny. It's not as if the, uh, again, the, the, the citizens of Bikini Bottom are like puritanical about it. No. Um, I mean, I guess a little bit, they're like, you're not allowed to use those words, but like, they're not, they're just like, that is so uncalled for in this context, you know? And I love the one guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just dropping them left and right. And I love the one he guy. Wow, he's proud of it. And he's saying right. it loud. So be right. to, I mean, yeah. if you've ever seen someone walk into a store and, and make uh-huh. a scene, just right. because for whatever right. reason it's like right. that yeah exactly yeah you're like mm-hmm. nobody else got to sign on or sign off on what they're being subjected yeah, yeah, yeah. to and one of my favorite lines is the the fish that's like man this guy's talented he doesn't have to work blue <laughs> you know best yeah. I, I, I didn't get that at uh, all but totally so yeah how- <laughs> SpongeBob was like, he if SpongeBob just walking in, he was like, This guy's pretty good. He doesn't need to do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's I mean, it's just like, you know, uh uh like a I almost said Louis C. K. Not him. That's a terrible example. Uh like um oh what is his name? A hot pockets guy. Uh, uh, uh Jim Gaffigan. Jim How, Gaffigan. Uh, a He's Jim constant. Gaffigan or a John mm-hmm. Mulaney or something. They they do use swear words or whatever, but they, do. they, they don't come across as like hokey or anything, you know? No, they're, they're just like clean comics too. Exactly. And they talk about, yeah. I actually like my parents once on a road trip, we listened to a Jim Gaffigan book. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really funny because they talk about how like he never tried to be a clean comic at all. Right. Totally. Yeah. Know? And he did like, I don't know if you know, Mike Birbiglia is another comic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's really good, but he's, yeah. he is built as a clean one. And he just right. talks about how it was because his parents would see his work. And then oh, they were yeah. Really, he just cut it. He didn't use it a bunch. Right. But he does right. definitely use it. Like he totally. says, right. Even more off colored stuff in his thing. But right. it's like, He's like just steering away from the the swear word itself. Right. Like just a word, you'll right. be a clean comic. Even if right. the jokes are about things that are objectively not clean. You right, know, right, like right, right, if right. you don't swear during that, like I uh-huh. mean, Jim Gaffigan has jokes about like hookers and like, right. you know, the stuff that you right. wouldn't talk about in a clean set. So he's right. like, sometimes it's weird because I'll go and there'll be like a clean comic and I'll just clearly go to an audience that is not ready for my material. <laughs> right. You know, that's like self-deprecating right. and about uh-huh. how daddy is. Right. <laughs> like right. Stuff like that. I just love that to think that this fish sees SpongeBob that way. Like he's no, like, no, no, yeah. man, you're I, I talented, like dude. What are you doing? Like <laughs> Clearly it's all these comedians and writers do like right, talking. Exactly. You know? and, uh, and they're always like SpongeBob is a guy who swears right. too much or just right. adds in too much. Right. You know, at the open mics, they're like, he doesn't right. need to do this. Yeah. Right. Just trying too hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're really just funny. trying to be too cool. Uh-huh. That's a great, and I never, that's another, uh, another example of a joke I just did not get as a little yeah. kid at yeah. all, you know, in totally. any sense. Not, you're not supposed to. I mean. Right. Yeah. That, that's for our dads watching the show with that's us. That's for someone know? who's seen stand-up right. comedy, which is right. not children who are watching Spongebob. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there's some really delightful dialogue uh, where they're like, Mr. Krabs, Mr. Krabs, Mr. Krabs. And he says, what, what, what? Um, and they're like, he said, he said, he said, yes, yes, yes. He said these things, what kind of things? <laughs> it's just like very like vaudeville-ish. I don't even know if it's vaudeville, but just really um, delightful dialogue. But anyway, so they they finally get it out. 
he said, you know, um, and he's just so offended and he's going to punish them. I love uh, speaking of jokes that I didn't get as a kid. Um, I, I think I got half the joke when I was a kid, but he's probably going to give us 40 lashes. And then Patrick thinks that they're going to get 40 eyelashes. So when yeah, I was a kid, I was like, that's so funny that I just I think I understood it was silly that they'd get eyelashes, but I did not know what 40 lashes were. No, I but. mean, I thought it was funny because I'm like, I guess that's a punishment is they make right. them look like you're, as a little right. kid. I, my, my, my thought was probably like, yeah, they're going to dress him up as a girl. Like, right. is that how yeah. they're going like, to punish him? Anyway, uh-huh. but it was, it was like they're going to give him eyelashes. But I thought right. that was hilarious. But now when I see it, I'm like, oh, SpongeBob. I mean, like, it's so funny because right. Patrick is afraid. Just right. like SpongeBob is, but not a physical violence. You know, right. like, oh no. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's funny because the 40 lashes is like mind-bendingly painful, I'm right. sure. And, right. And I'm oh. sure that's you know, he's thinking he he's a he's a sailor, he was in the navy, he's been on ships. That's probably things that happened to Mr. Krabs like in the day yeah. or he administered yeah. to other people. Apparently, 40 is the number of lashes that will kill a person, or maybe it's one less than will kill a person. Really? Um like yeah. like with the well, whip for the listeners that are like yeah they used to tr- crimes like serious crimes right, right. They would give you like ten right so exactly I don't even know what like forty would be you know right. like uh-huh. yeah I think it's something like forty kills you and so that's why sometimes for um really huge punishments they'd give you thirty nine lashes because it'd be like one more and you would die or whatever you know anyway oh so it's just a very very funny joke um okay so anyway they're outside waiting for Mr Krabs um to administer their punishment um and he's on his way out when this episode takes a turn. I'm sorry, Patrick. Mr. Krabs is right. There's no need for words like that. I'm sorry too, SpongeBob. Let's make a vow, Patrick. From this day forth, a foul word shall never pass our lips. We will be good citizens, just like good old Mr. Krabs. Agreed. All right, you two foul mouths. As punishment for fouling the air in me restaurant with your foul words, you're gonna give the crusty crab a fresh coat of paint from top to bottom. Wow! Oh, oh, oh my foot! What? Jesus! What a rocket of bath! Can't you say I got a foot air? Oh! oh. No, hold on. With a side of, but I even helping up in a boatload of. We're gonna tell your mom, Mr. Krabs! No! Please! Not my mommy! <laughs> and of course, they uh, cut to a close-up of SpongeBob with 13 fingers on his two hands, oh which is, God, is so very, very funny. It's just so so well hi- highlights the hypocrisy of when you're a kid and your parents are like, you can't say that word or whatever. And then in your head, you're like, but you say it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. as a kid, you're just like, you assume like, oh, I'm supposed to be a good person like my parent is. And then you observe like, Oh, they do exactly what they're telling me not to do. So, oh, oh my God, I love, uh, I love, I love that. Like they're gonna tell on him to his mother, right? You know, I know like, it's you know, perfect. It's, it's just like it never ends, and uh-huh. he's in the same situation that they were in. Right, right. Please, yeah. not my mommy. It is really funny. I also love that. You know, it's like we were saying earlier. Like this episode doesn't teach kids how to cuss, and it, it, it's it's appropriate for SpongeBob. He's 
like this show isn't puritanical, of course, because there's an episode on learning how to swear as a child. Um, but SpongeBob chooses not to cuss when he realizes the severity of it. And he's like, let's make a pact like a foul word. She'll never pass our lips again. And it's just appropriate for SpongeBob for his character that he would now understanding the severity of swear words. He'd be like, that's just not really my style, you know, though he oh, yeah. does say like ah, barnacles and stuff like that, you know. Um, but other than like besides that, the 13, he's like, yeah, I I can't say these anymore, you know, so. I mean, I, it's also clear that they're like pretty nasty words, you know. Oh, totally. He, yeah. He says, he says like kelp paste and like right. tartar sauce. And you're, yeah. you're supposed to think that those are like casually accepted right. swear words. Right. But definitely the ones that he says are like yeah. room clearing, everyone right. is uncomfortable words. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so oh. funny. So, anyway, um, should we jump into this last clip here? How the uh, episode yeah, wraps up? It's the best one. Yeah. Well, hello there. Mama crowd, he's dead, 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 and then he screamed at the top of his voice, and he, Mrs. Krabs, he didn't care, such a stream of, I have never heard in my days. Oh dear, my poor old heart. Oh dear mother. What are these foul-mouthed heathens done to you? You two should be ashamed, making an old lady faint with your sailor talk! You should all be ashamed. And if you're going to talk like sailors, then you're going to work like sailors. I guess you scallywags have earned a glass of lemonade. Yeah! My foot! <gasps> Mother! What? It's old man Jenkins in his jalopy. Howdy, Mrs. K! The best part about that, the best part about that is one, that says that, like, now you know there are no censors in this right. episode. No yeah. sound are the bad words. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah. So, yeah. one, we're not hearing anything censored, which is funny uh-huh. to think of it, you know? Right. But two, also that, like, that guy has a car that just <laughs> screams a bad word really? every time. Yeah. He's so wow. Yeah, that's some wild head cannon. <laughs> Mr. Old Man Jenkins and his jalopy. I, I know. Not to be that guy, but Old Man Jenkins also has a different voice earlier in the episode, but anyway. Does he really? Oh yeah, because he, he says something like, what, what does he say? I thought this was a restaurant, not a gutter convention. But Oh, that's right. He thought this was a restaurant. Right, but then by the end, he's, howdy, Mrs. K. Yeah, he has a totally different voice. It's yeah. like how they have like characters. Like I was in, in researching this episode, uh-huh. too. I was like, well, there's a lot of characters that have names, like Tom right. and Neville. And, and Fred, like, yeah. background fish that you uh-huh. see all the time. But they are like... They use them in any way possible. Right. Like right. Tom is like sometimes he's really fat. Right. He's just like a random fish. And other times uh-huh. he's skinny, but it's clearly the same fish. Right. Or it, he's even in the iron butt right. episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're just like they yeah. use these characters however they want to. They're fast and loose with them for sure. Yeah. Old That's man really Jake is also the guy who had his butt eaten. Yes. By and, uh uh-huh. the worm. Yes. And he has a farm in the episode where he learns how to fly. Uh, 
That's right. He doesn't trust the city folk in their flying machines or whatever. And I can't remember. He might be the one that says, what a nice cereal box. I don't know if they ever name him or not, but. But yeah, yeah, that might be a different guy, actually, but he yeah. could be the guy who's like, what a nice cereal box. What a nice, I saw you on the television that, last night. Of, yeah. That's also one of the perfect episodes. Too. Yeah. It is yeah. very, very good. The one, the star one. Uh, uh-huh. No, I uh, I really uh, I really love the idea of it just because it's like, uh-huh. one, that everyone swears. Like right. the, the people right. who are telling me not to swear do swear. And then yeah. also just that it's like, oh yeah, that you just were hearing the straight swear words this whole time. Right. We weren't even messing with you. you right. know? It's just like right. those sounds, those weird nautical sounds right. are just terrible bad words. That's just swear just words. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. I love the, the fun, like crosstalk dialogue. Like Patrick says, it was terrible. And SpongeBob's like, he didn't care. And then mm-hmm. ends with oh, all my days. Like they're just I so know. distraught. It's I've so never funny. heard such a stream of, you know, yeah, I yeah, love how uh, going up to her. Right. Right. In August, you're just screaming all these right. swear words. All these Jesus. obscenities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so funny. I, uh, I was curious who does her voice because I was like, what a silly voice. And it's Paul Tibbet, the guy that wrote this episode, just does <laughs> her voice, which is perfect. He also did um, uh, Frankendoodle's voice, um, her uh, sponge, uh, sp- uh, uh, Doodle Bob. That's his name. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mihoi yeah, Manoi or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it's just such like a perfect ending. And it's such like an obvious conclusion. Well, so for what, for, for one, I always have to shout out that um, Patrick is painting the ground, which is really cute. Um, and also that she lives in an anchor That's the right same is. as Mr. Krabs, but it's pink <laughs> because um, it's, yeah, they you all know, live in anchors. All, they all live in anchors. All it's the like crabs, yeah. Bob's family, he just also lives in a pine. They also live in a pine. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like such an obvious conclusion that she's also going to swear, but then that they they turn it and it's like, oh, no, it's just old man Jenkins in his jalopy. And then that it ends with all of them just laughing together is like such a cute like way to like fade to black. Like, it's just yeah, like a they, perfect I love ending. It when they do like a, a joke at the end of the like a Nosferatu. Yes, thing. exactly. Just, like, uh, all right, we're done with the episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, God, it's so good. Love it. I know. My dad once made me think that they were saying actual really bad words. Oh yeah. And he was like, "Oh, that's a really bad one." And I remember like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa, so what is yeah. it? I'm gonna find. I'm gonna write down a list of the." I, know. I just made a list of right. damn, boom, <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun censoring this podcast episode and with. Oh, I'm sorry. Even, I don't no, no, don't apologize. <laughs> I was fully aware. A that you it's might swear. Really, it's it's gonna be funny. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially because um, I was gonna ask you at one point what you think if if it were a real swear word, uh, uh, what number eleven is. Um, I, I, it's right. You know, I think we can right. say it's. It I has think, to like, be right. It has to be. It has to be because I think like you know he clearly he says barnacles and stuff. Right. And, right. You know, it, or some equivalent where it's just like to. Uh-huh. You know, when he goes, how the are you? Right, know? right. That's just totally like, it's just yeah. a classic swear word that's just right. a modifier for anything, right. you know? Right, right. But uh, I would say <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be really that's funny when I censor that because the listeners will still not know what it is. No, but. not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. 
Uh, love yeah. this episode. It's it's classic. Five out of five. Um, shall we throw it to a quick break and then jump into Artists Unknown? Yes. SpongeBob will be right back on Nickelodeon. This week on Nickelodeon Gas. SpongeBob is taking up karate and can't stop kicking. And there's no kicking past MLS goalkeeper Tim Howard because he's saving the day with another trade trip. Kick back with Nick Gas this Sunday at 2, 1 Central. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the uh, halfway point. That's probably not technically halfway through the episode, but it's the middle part, and it's where we do like the little commercial things, and then um, it's uh, everybody's a critic, the part where we uh, read the reviews. Here's a, a review from uh, 12 Joel. Um, sorry if I'm not saying your name right, Joel, um, but thank you for leaving a review. They left uh, five stars, and the, uh, the subject line says, Best Podcast. It says this, I listen on Spotify, but I finally downloaded this app to write this review. I'm 11, listen to this podcast at night all the time. Thank you again for leaving a review. That's uh, some crazy dedication you've got um, to download. Uh, I assume you're in Apple Podcasts or whatever to leave a review. Um, you say that you're 11. Glad that you're listening to the show. Do not repeat any of the swear words that you hear in this episode, <laughs> okay? In fact, I don't even know if you should say frickin' and stuff like that, so. Everybody else, if you're a, a, a little bit older, you can say the words if you want. Maybe you can even say frickin' if um, your mom says that it's okay. Um, but definitely leave a review and get a red on the air. And it'll be great, and everybody will find about the podcast, and everybody will watch SpongeBob, and the world will be a beautiful little happy place with um, good little people. Uh, let's go back to the show. Now, back to more SpongeBob on Nickelodeon. dreamed of this day. Mr. Tentacles, Professor of Art. What a marvelous opportunity for the people of Bikini Bottom. Bring me your huddled masses of bored housewives and I will shape them in my image. I'll go down in history. Someday there will be a wing with my name on it in all the museums of the world. Dude, you're teaching art at the rec center. Calm down. Uncultured trash urchin. 9 a.m., time to let the class in. Well, don't want to keep them waiting any longer. I'm so excited about Welcome this. to art class. Oh, isn't this cooking? Sorry. Oh, never mind. Body Squidward! Are you taking this art class too? SpongeBob, in art class. Wait, this is cooking! You gotta be kidding. Bob! This is great! This is great, and we're back with the episode Artist Unknown, also written by Paul Dibbett and Walt Dorn. Um, and this episode is great. Um, so Matt, you were uh, the listeners obviously couldn't see this, but you were you were laughing at just Squidward's speech alone, uh, about um oh. how high in honor and how esteemed it is to teach a a uh, <laughs> a rec center arts class. Yeah. I honestly, uh, it is amazing. Uh, any artist that you give any kind of power to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Immediately, uh, it, it all goes to their head, even uh, in situations when it's like they are teaching at a rec center. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Which you have I done, correct? Like, 
I've totally, I've, I've taught adults. At, uh-huh. There's a big sign in the front of this that says, uh, you know, it says like uh, adult learning, you know, annex right. or whatever, you know. Right. And it's, I have taught uh, at one of those things in Ames. Oh, um, yeah. Taught two adult classes. Uh-huh. And uh, they're, 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 they're pretty astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I love, um, you know, it's clearly just that all these people, are either, both artists themselves because they're animators and writers and things, but uh-huh. also just the idea that like, to me, the thought that they've definitely met artists, like fine right. artists right. and talked to them and stuff. And it's right. like, I love the opinion is amazing. Of course, Squidward is the one. Right. It's like, he is the artist. Right. You know? And I think it's right. so funny because it's both accurate and funny and uh-huh. also just, it's a little self-critical because I mean, right. they're all artists too, but totally. like, yeah. it's really cool how uh, any amount of creativity just makes you feel like, mm-hmm. or like any kind of power in the creative arts field is just mm-hmm. like leads to the funniest things. And also right. just the stupidest as we're about to right. see, but like, right. and then like, I don't know it, this of course is going to hit me different than it hits the average viewer. Right. You know, but it is cool how indicative it is of uh, the public perception. Right. Of fine uh-huh. art too, which is like totally justified. Like right. just an egomaniacal uh-huh. sad man, you know, <laughs> who like even when he's given exactly what he wants, a pupil right. like in this show, he doesn't appreciate it because it's not the right <laughs> cool kind of right. pupil, you know, everything is always like, Oh, he can't believe that he's here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. There's a real cognitive dissonance of like to us the to viewer of like we know we know that Squidward is not good at playing clarinet, you know. But to him, yeah. he's like, no, I am an incredible musician. I'm just underappreciated or whatever. Yeah, you know? and I mean, like, I think that 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 underappreciation lives in anybody who tries right. to do anything creative, right. which is why it's really smart. Is because right. it's not about like you know how bad artists are because right. half of the episode is about you know, SpongeBob being genuinely a right. wonderful creative artist, you know, uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's just kind of like, it's just amazing how they, uh, they're doing the great job of, mm-hmm. I, for example, I like really love like little kids drawings. Yeah. I kind of have a habit of, you know, I take pictures of them when I see them and right. I, I have a habit of in my own work kind of, um, taking a lot of inspiration from right. like little kid drawing and stuff. And it's truly mm-hmm. because they don't have the ego left. Mm. like they don't have the ego yet or any ability to be critical of the context of their work they're Uh just making stuff right and that's like spongebob in this episode right and then the other side of your brain which is squidward right is the part that was that you have to be an artist and you have to have a title Uh and you have to you know like all the other stuff that is in the art you gotta do it by the book you got to go by the book. You got to learn from others. You have to have a mentor or someone uh-huh. that teaches you. You have to be like, you know, part of this whole other world of art right. that SpongeBob is not privy to, but right. somehow way better at, which is actually how it literally works. Absolutely. Too, which, uh-huh. which is why it's so, I mean, there's no accident. SpongeBob, you know, you were telling me at the beginning that uh-huh. he was tied a totally different job. It's not what you right. would call a classically cha- trained artist, the person right. who wrote SpongeBob. And oh, totally. Yeah. He's a marine biologist and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just on a, decided not on a whim, it. but he was like, I think I want to make cartoons and then yeah, just yeah, yeah. did it. You and know? You know what? That's kind of like, 
who should be making cartoons. Right. It's yeah. like these people who are fundamentally drawn towards it, you know, mm-hmm. and will do anything to do it. But, you know, anyone who has gone into any creative field, right. any of any kind, right. will tell you that there are really wonderful people there, but there's also just a whole group of people who are more interested in the life of an artist yeah. yep. rather than what is actually being produced right. or like right. what is what art is. And right. I don't know. This that this sh- this episode like really and SpongeBob mm-hmm. in general toes mm-hmm. that line. Mm-hmm. You know, of like creativity is awesome and makes right. you feel really, really good. Right. But it also pumps your ego to a point of just silliness. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And they do such yeah. a good job of that. And um yeah. Yeah. But we'll we'll get into it more in, in the episode. But it's it truly is the the people who are the most uh, the the most ardent gatekeepers of the artistic community often are the least talented. <laughs> yep. It's funny how that and works as out. Well, yeah. As we see in this one, the uh, people with the most money too. And yes, you know, yeah. yeah, people that have really no connection at all to art. Absolutely. You know? and, Exit through and, the and gift shop. <laughs> like yeah. I mean yeah. Squidward is the professor of art, right? Right. And like SpongeBob throughout this whole episode immediately takes on the uh, you know adoring pupil. Yeah, you know, of yeah. like you know, this great, magnificent artist, and it's right. like that's Squidward, right? You know? But uh-huh. that's really how it is in real life. Absolutely, you get to a point where you'll meet somebody, and you're like, "How could you possibly be?" Right? You know, you know, you'll know that they have. For my case, you'll know that they have had these crazy shows. Right. They're probably making a lot of money as a tenured professor somewhere, uh-huh. and then when you really get down to what they do, you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So like you don't actually do much of this work you're no no you and they see you and they're like all. you're not cynical enough yet to be an artist yeah, you know they'll like have, they'll have hard pay ideas right. on painting and stuff that right. you're just like how could you possibly i i've met people who've told me oh that's a bad color don't use that color right like yeah uh-huh. and it's like how could you say like yeah. do you know what art is yeah. someone another <laughs> graphic designer once told me and it was quite uh and and they in, in their defense they um apologized for it afterwards um but uh i don't know how it came up but i was just telling them that futura bold is my favorite font um and they just really like without uh, missing a beat just snap back futura is a phase and i was like wow that is the most like gatekeeping you know like it's great because (laughs) there's like people who are interested in typography right Uh and like really interested in that and text and stuff right and then there are people who, uh, you know, are probably interested in it, but then just use it as a way right. to make a framework of relevance right. and irrelevance and like, right. like you said, gatekeeping, yeah. which is so weird that people do that, you know? Right. right. Like there are some artists who will be like, I don't really like Picasso or whatever. You right. know? And right. then there are other artists who will be like, I don't like Picasso. And if you do. Right. You, know? you don't and understand like, art. Yeah. Right. Right. Or I was listening to just this, someone talk on like a, late night show the other day they were talking about how a producer told them that they couldn't have like a mustache oh yeah you know? uh, and it was because it was part of her uh three rules of comedy oh my gosh and it's yeah. like there are not three rules right. of comedy you know like there's no <laughs> right. way there can be three <laughs> right. accepted rules of comedy right. that, and one of them is no mustaches right you know, yeah it's just yeah it's just very funny because any yeah. and any any person that you Everybody has their own biases and hard opinions, uh-huh. but there is something about both. I think Squidward represents like a particular right. type of person, right? You know, right. who like you never really see do anything creative, but 
is known as a creative person right. and then kind of had like, you know, it's just incredibly dogmatic about right. like what they like to see and like right. what they don't like to see. And, and we'll constantly throw like accolades and like, right. particularly education in your face about it. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And it's like you reading this random paper that someone uh-huh. wrote and uh-huh. 53 other people have written. Uh-huh. read is not impressive you exactly know, it's just yeah. it's a little silly actually yeah. if you think about it but uh-huh. it's just uh this episode is perfect and i think it's because they the writers and the people animators and everybody involved truly knows what it's about mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. they all have these experiences yep. and they're both you can tell they're both poking fun at themselves and also you can yeah. tell that they have received because everybody working on the show, they're cartoonists. And like, they've been, well, well, they've been SpongeBob too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah and, and this is not about, right. you know, SpongeBob is really the artist, you know? Right. And right. they've been like putting uh-huh. their faith in someone that, that right. just turns out to be like, you know, just right. an angry, bitter old right. person. Right. Artists can't be nice to each other because they're right. both like, they're, they're like, it's like if you've ever been in a class critique, if yep. you ever had that, which is oh, like yeah. tests. Yeah. For like creative majors. Yeah. Um, just like a class where just anyone, anyone, even other yeah. students, yeah, can just say whatever they'd like about your work. Uh-huh. And if that sounds both helpful and incredibly <laughs> discouraging, and also like it could lead to some crazy toxic situations, yeah. it does. It absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. People who are direct, co- you know, comp- right. competition with. Right. Think of it like the judges mm-hmm. are also the people that competing are with you. Class. Yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. Because they can't be they can't be good designers because that would mean that I am a worse designer, which is like yeah, yeah, not how yeah. it works, you know. But that's how we all naturally think. Oh like, wow, that thing is good, but that can't be good because I can't do that. Right? You know? Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. I didn't even want this, to make that. This shows state too is that exactly. Squidward quickly realizes that SpongeBob at least has a much more creative yeah. brain than he does and is like feeling right. really bad about it right exactly uh-huh. i love how the the style of his work too is just this like kind of like <laughs> yeah you know postmodern like neoclassical expressionism uh-huh. you know right. that's like picasso-y postmodern right. you know like right just something you would get it if you were an artist type of thing yeah exactly you know? like it's it's totally non-interesting to anyone else but right. somehow it's really good art you right. know right <laughs> It's both bold and brash. Bold and brash a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. It's perfect. Yeah. Just there's a, a line in in Frankendoodle. This will be my last thing, and then we'll actually get into the episode. Yeah. But uh, there's a line in Frankendoodle where SpongeBob gets super up his own butt about art, um, and because Patrick wants to draw something, he's like, "Now, now, th- like you can't just jump into this willy nilly or whatever, you know." And Patrick says to him, like. I was just going to draw a cartoon and SpongeBob goes, Oh, why didn't you say so? And just throws in the pencil. So you can tell that they have received, you know, the ire of real artists, you know, like, Oh, Oh, you work on SpongeBob. You're talking about a fine artist too. And it's like, I'm sure cartoonists and and animators have this opinion more Uh, so than I ever could, but the line between what is fine art and like any other type of art for any low other thing, art. Else, yeah, high uh-huh. or low art or cartoons or comics does not exist. Like, right. like inherently, I right. mean, there are some of the most famous artists in the world are basically just cartooners, right? That use oh, yeah. on a canvas, and uh-huh. that's the, literally the medium difference is right. the only actual difference. You right. know what I mean? Right. So that's another part of this is like, uh-huh. as people who make a children's show, I am sure right. they have received some. Right. Even though it's crazy brilliant, right, and amazing children's show, right. 
it is somehow lower than right. Squidward making random yeah. marks on a canvas that he stretched poorly. Uh, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Just yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, so anyway, SpongeBob, yeah. um, you know, he draws a perfect circle and his, his process is insane. He draws an extremely detailed head, erases some of the more minor details as he puts it. And then he's left with like a perfect circle. He then makes some incredible origami, and then some rippy bits, which I also lo- loved to do when I was a kid. Um, yeah. I love his line delivery on like, look, like we're playing Leapfrog again, but you're on top this time. And then like blows them all away. Um, and then they get to some some real art lessons with Squidward. Do you want to learn art or not? I'm sorry, Squidward. I'll listen. All right, SpongeBob. Pay close attention. Look at your marble. Visualize the sculpture within. Then, gently. How's this, Squidward? It's beautiful. Uh, I mean, uh, this isn't a sculpture. A good sculpture takes more time. You can't just sculpt willy-nilly. You gotta go by the book. Follow the rules. Otherwise, you'll never get past amateur hour here. Besides, you got the nose wrong. There. Now it's art. <laughs> uh, Matt, how do you feel about the... um? the the um it's not cynical it's 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 like being it's biting humor critiquing cynical people but but the, this idea of like these fine yeah. artists are all about it's got to be by the book or it's not real art you know like yeah, have you experienced I, that yeah i mean you know and, and it's weird because in art by the book is is very different from it probably used to be literal books you know oh sure now, yeah. now it now it more talks now by the book more references like that would be more like the zeitgeist of right. painting right or like the particular mediums or tools that are in right now right, relevant. right. but like those people definitely do have a list of things they want to see and what they don't want to see right you know? totally yeah. like right now for example i'll give a, you a good example and like the the top and tops of paintings right now, there's kind of like a, a no abstract mm. shtick. Mm-hmm. Not really abstract art is not in right now at all, Sam. Yeah. Like painting it is. Yeah. So there are people that will just say that they don't like abstract art. Right. You know, which is like such an incredibly broad thing to say, <laughs> right. actually. You know, right. like, that's like saying I don't like colors. Right. Unless right. they form something that I can recognize and name. Right. You know, so uh, it's perfect at talking about that. Like Absolutely. How Squidward is a guy who learned art. Right. And now, because art is not a literal thing that you can learn, it's right. not like a science that you can gain right. and then lose facts on. You know? Right. Right. It's yeah. something that just changes, just evolves. Mm-hmm. And so they learned art and now they're finding that their education is truly useless. Right. For yeah, totally. It, like anything else mm-hmm. that's not a, a hard science or something like that, right. they're like fads and fashions right. that just go in and out. And I'm sure hard sciences have some form of right. it too. Well, to be honest, even it's, like computer engineering, you know, my friend Garrett has told me like, if yeah. if you, you know, just come off the street, you've never been in college, but you can code, they will hire you, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course that kind of, I guess, technically is a science, but the point being, you know, like, the degree doesn't just automatically, it certainly helps, but it's like, yeah. can you do it or can you not? 
And yeah, it's exactly. that even more so with art of like, yeah. and you know, um, I don't want to, you know, make fun of people that go to grad school or whatever. Um, Steven Hillenburg went to grad school for animation, but there, I've like heard the joke before of like, you know, uh, one of my favorite graphic designers, Aaron Draplin jokes all the time about like, uh, if you can't actually work, just go to grad school because you're not learning anything new. You're just going to continue yeah. to take more classes or whatever, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. we all know those people. I think right. you're lying to yourself if you think that, uh, you know, every single bit of whatever degree you had is at all useful. Oh, yeah, or even for the sure. Best. I mean, this is someone who has a BFA, everyone. Right, so, right. Paint. So right. oh, not even house painting. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. Useful money. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, what I mean is like, and I don't even know things about painting that right. only 50 years ago would be right. necessary, you know, right. like some materiality things or something, right. you know, I don't even have that or color theory right. that is pretty much not taught in a lot of colleges right. anymore that used to right. be a huge portion of arts education. Uh-huh. You know, I'm sure in 50 years, I will be so angry. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the newest art is. That's why it's great is this episode is both talking about, you know, people who are just kind of bitter and angry. Right. And these fields and are gatekeepers and wrong, toxic ways. But also just talking about like what it means to be creative and have a specific opinion. And then to just watch that opinion go in and out of relevance. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I want to keep commenting on it, but we're never yeah. going to finish this episode. I know, I know. We have <laughs> jump to into, go. <laughs> uh, okay, so SpongeBob is completely d- distraught. He says, I came here to learn and I arrogantly shunned your lessons. Um, and it, it plays out poorly for him. I'll never be a great artist like you. I don't deserve your tutoring. I don't deserve to be in your presence. I don't even deserve to use your door. Hello there. Sorry, class is dismissed. You're too late. Oh, I beg your pardon, but I've forgotten my manners. My name is Monty P. Moneybags. The world-famous art collector? You want an only? Well, what are you doing here? I'm on a shopping spree, buying art for my new museum. Your search is over. I am Bikini Bottom's greatest artiste. I call this one Squidward and Repose. I uh, don't think that will fit in with the other pieces in my collection. Why not? Because it's an art collection! Ah! How about this one? I call it Bold and Brash. More like belongs in the trash! Ah! Sorry, I must have missed that one. <laughs> so, of course, uh, they go on. Um, and he's going to realize that uh, he's like, who who made that? The beautiful statue of David. Um, I feel like, you know, SpongeBob's like, I deserve that is like every freshman art student of like, oh, man, I am in the wrong field. I'm so terrible oh, yeah. at this, you know. But, I mean, I, I've had a teacher once uh, say that she really liked a painting. Uh-huh. And then come in the next day and say she hated that same exact painting because she had obviously forgotten about her first interaction with me. Right. You know, and it's like, it can just be like the time of day that someone's teaser or that they didn't like it. But like, you know, it's just how like SpongeBob 
is like just so sullen after right. being told that he's right. not a good artist by someone right. who has no right to tell him anything. Mm-hmm. You know, Squidward adds the nose and he says, it's so obvious. I would have never thought of that. It's <laughs> just so, and again, you know, class critiques. It's so obvious. I, I would have never thought of that, you know, like just so yeah. distraught, like so yeah. distraught. And then also just like, uh, you know, just someone like, yeah, it'd be better if it was more like things that I like. Exactly. <laughs> so the, he literally the best, puts something that makes it look like him on it. it literally, yeah. yeah. The best professors I ever had were the ones who who got what you were trying to do. Yeah, were like, exactly. let me help you something. get to where yeah. you're trying to go. The worst professors were like, you know, that's the wrong font, or I don't like that color, or like, this just doesn't look like my taste, you know? Yeah. And, you, and you, yeah. The guy who's like, you're going to learn from me. Not right. like the people who's like, you're going to grow, you know? Right. So right. he's like, you're going to learn from what I have to say about exactly. your Exactly. You know? And, uh-huh. and I think that's like so indicative of like why Squidward is just playing like the worst art mentor. Right. I mean, everybody has a story also of like someone they admired. The, either them finding out they didn't like their work that much or like them right. actually saying something mean, you know, right, right. And stuff like that. Everyone has that time when like right. that happens, you know? Right. Uh, but it, it's always amazing how like later you'll just be like, oh, that's just a random person. You know, it's art. Right. But like what right. person's opinion doesn't really mean anything. Uh-huh. And I know this is just me projecting a lot right. onto this, but it is cool that like, it is really cool that in this like, they are talking about like just weird paradoxical problems with art, you uh-huh. know, to be an artist, you have to have an opinion that's specific, you know? Right. Right. And then because of that opinion, you'll generally be like, not right to talk about other things, you right. know, and, right. and stuff. So it's just like this whole mess of like, you know, SpongeBob being a really good creative artist, but just being hampered by like, you know, just right. like this whole uh, this whole zeitgeist of like art that Squidward is and uh-huh. like, you know, feeling really bad about it, which is right. so sad, but right. Cause I've totally, it's totally been me, you know? Yeah. If you've ever had a teacher like really tear apart your art just because uh-huh. they were in a bad mood or whatever, or just like, or right. also just because they don't like it, it can be pretty like, it's hard, you know? Right. Or even if like you see something so different from somebody else. Right. You know? But like, I love it. This is just like, you know, SpongeBob does the exact thing that anyone does. Who's like new to something is like, they, they are like, Oh, it's my fault. I'm like, exactly. bad at this. Uh-huh. And like just funny, like right. self-hating stuff. That's right. indicative right. to any creative task. You just, right. the highs and the lows. Totally. Well, literally yeah. every single project goes from like, yes. this is going to be awesome. The best idea I ever came up with. I'm a Actually, genius, I don't yeah. really like this that much. I shouldn't be doing art at all, you know, and then yeah. you slowly oh, climb yeah. your way back up. But yeah, yeah, you go, that happens a million times every year. Uh-huh. And it's just something, any piece, you just have to go do that and feel bad. Right. And right. like the high of getting there is amazing, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. but then you immediately, and you, we all in retrospect, look at our old pieces that we liked and are like, I hate that. Right. So right. it's just crazy because there's no right. good or bad in art. Right. But like Squidward is per- truly just the guy who's like, I know what good and bad is. Right. Which right. if you've ever met those people, and I know that sounds like, you know, hyperbole, but like uh-huh. that, those are real people. And they even confess, like, I can't really make it, but I know how to critique it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. maybe there's I mean, some room for that, but you got to take that with like such a huge grain of salt when someone's that's like, who this money bags character is, is exactly. like the guy who, you know, he also, they, he dresses in it. 
hex right. like a gallows too. Just right. bold and brashy and mean yeah. and dressed in a bunch of different conflicting patterns that are just like, hey, pay attention to me. Right. You know? But also his qualifications are clearly just that he has a lot of money. Right. You know? <laughs> like, He's on a literal is, shopping spree. Like, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. like amazing how art is also just subject to the whims of the wealthiest right. people, which is right. so strange. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, oh, gosh, as, as we're making fun of, uh, you know, artists up their own butts, um, uh, we totally, I'm sure are going to sound like <laughs> them ourselves, but how do you oh, feel about, how do you feel about Rothko? I guess last episode you were on, we were quoting, um, Kafka and stuff. So it's completely oh, unavoid- okay, cool, cool. unavoidable, but how do you feel about, uh, Rothko and his paintings? All right, well, so Rothko is like somebody who a lot of people don't like right now, right. but, uh, I objectively do like Rothko. Right. Okay. Uh, so I really like people. Rothko too. And my friend Garrett, uh, who, uh, for a while has not, he, he was never really into the visual arts, but he loves music and specifically yeah. he loves DIY music. Ian Mackay is like his favorite, uh, one of his favorite artists, you know? And then he's also just like, uh, growing up has always just been super into skateboarding and snowboarding. So, yeah. so that kind of like punk rock DIY, you know, uh, fight the system type stuff, whatever. And he, he was saying how, and so understandably that's the stuff that he's into. So he, he can't stand like fine artists who are like, just, you know, yeah. so egotistical or whatever, but, yeah. and one of the examples that he was giving was like, um, cause we're headed to an art museum, I think, um, in Des Moines or something like just for fun back in college. And, um, one of the examples he gave was like when the whole painting's just one color. And I was like, nah, dude, Rothko's awesome. You know, but then I, I explained it to him and I was like, Garrett, you know how, you know, all the DIY artists that you listen to that you love, the reason that they are so pioneering and so cool is they were told you can't make music like this. And they were like, F that. I'm doing it. I don't care if my voice is right. bad. I don't care if it's off rhythm. I'm doing it, you know? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, people like Rothko up to that point, we're told you're not allowed to make art like this. Yeah. And they were the first person to do it. Somebody thought of that and nobody else yeah, had, well, you know? And then, and then, you know, he wasn't even, you know, about Rothko too. He was mm-hmm. not an elite member totally. of the arts society. Right. When he made those paintings, those were some of the, and I mean, also someone needs to see them in real life too, right. to like totally. understand why they're so good because right. you truly can look at a picture of it and be like, what is this? Right. But if you don't know the context of how that's being made, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, um, any of those abstract expressionists, it's hard because what, what came after them was truly about 30 years of zombie formalism, abstract right. art. Right. That was not, anything to do like Frankenthaler right. is an amazing artist but right. how many other artists have been like Helen Frankenthaler throughout the right. years the like Roth it's funny how all of the artists from that early expressionism are known mm-hmm. from us you know Rothko Pollock right. uh Frankenthaler de Kooning you know right. all these people are so known but you know uh as soon as you progress past that well there's mm. abstract art nearly identical for the next right. 30 years we right. don't know any of those people's names right you know right, what right. i mean it, totally. it's just the thing where it's like they're yeah. fads you know what i mean they're like, fads yeah they really are. but that art is also a fad just like fashion right. is art right. you know you can't yeah, say whatever anything. whatever is cool 
Whenever, yeah. whenever something officially becomes cool, it's no longer cool. And so it's it's just a fool's errand to try and like. I know it's, and then it's also why people like art that uses those ways and you know sarcastic mm-hmm. or ironic ways. Right. It's because you don't have to say you like something. Right. And yeah, that, that's yeah. like I think uh-huh. that's a huge pestilence on a lot of art mm-hmm. these days. It's just mm-hmm. the refusal to acknowledge anything as genuine or good. Right. <laughs> or earnest. <laughs> Or Which, earnest or like, or to yeah. take honesty or even to accept mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a big part of like what's hard for me right now. And yeah, is like a postmodern element that I'm not thrilled about. Totally. Like a post postmodern, but you know, it mm-hmm. is like totally amazing that like SpongeBob just gets at the, you know, exactly. how like no matter yep. what talking about it makes you one of those guys. Right. Cause that's how it develops. I know. So yeah. Just, it's the freaking at a state in your life. Uh-huh. You know? It's a catch yeah. 22 where you just can't. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but perfect transition. Speaking of yeah. earnest and not cool. That is exactly what SpongeBob is. So let's <laughs> jump back into, uh, someone earnest and not cool. I simply must find the artist responsible. He shall have fame, fame, fortune, Fortune. Anything his heart desires. Anything? It's me! It's me! I'm responsible! I can see it now. Your name in the world's most prestigious museums. I am gonna make you immortal! Now, uh, help me get this in the car. I, I can use a little help. <laughs> My hair! Well, that's a bit of bad luck right there. But this shouldn't be a problem for an artist of your magnitude. You can whip up another one! Yeah, <laughs> no problem. You know, between you and me, this isn't my best work. Why don't you come back tomorrow and I'll have something that will really uh, knock your socks off. Between you and me, I'm not wearing socks. Uh, yeah, yeah, no socks. That's that's fine. But okay, see you tomorrow. Uh, bye. I gotta fight SpongeBob. There's just so much good there. There's yeah. so much. There's so much to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the mythological situation of this man going around to make yeah, people right. Dollars. Yeah, that's how every artist dreams that yeah. they'll be recognized. Yeah, he's like a random person on the street. Exactly. Did you know I'm actually the curator for the MoMA? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And I'd that like is to exactly a solo show. Uh-huh. You know? That's what Squidward has been waiting for literally his entire life. Is oh, his like entire life for yeah. Monty P. Moneybags to walk through, and that would be the thing that would just kill him the most. Is that SpongeBob's art would be the most desired <laughs> for know, him? You know, I know, but, I know. It's so funny, dude. Yeah, I think like the whole idea that like uh, also that like he's like. Now help me get in the car, you know? Exactly. Like, and specifically, like, help me get in the car. And then, like, there's no, no help helping. Yeah, he's yeah, not. Yeah. And then, like, from that to, like, which is truly a funny uh-huh. little thing with artists is, like, right. they truly are, like, they will say the most loftiest stuff. Right. And then just follow it up with, tired, you know? Right. Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. just, uh. Can you like mail that to you know? It's just like <laughs> right. up, they, yeah. they like they they have no hesitation about being like I'm going to make you into a star. Also, right. like that Squidward is not interested in like people liking his art. Right. Also, he's just like you know the pure material gain and fame from it. Right. You know, right. which is awesome. Also, the 
the part where he's a uh, you could just whip up another one. It's yeah, like, exactly. I love how like people he clearly does know art is very well right. because like art is like, you know, there's no inspiration or anything right. that happened. Right. You just right. You can just do the thing. Just do it. Right. All the right. time people try to get me to commission work. And uh-huh. I'll be like, all right, well, what kind of like what are you looking for? Or like what kind uh-huh. of thing do you want? And they'll be like, Can you just make me this? And they'll just send me right. a picture of right. something I've already made, like right. another painting. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, I can't just make that for you again. Right. You know, like, right. it's just like a very, like where people, you know, like yeah. usually these people, especially the people who like buy art the stuff have like right. no conception of actually how art is how made. How it's made. And, yeah, See, yeah, this yeah. is the tricky thing. This is the, the double-edged sword of it is that art is extremely subjective. And so as soon as someone is like, no, this is the correct way to do art, you're like, get yeah. over yourself. But then at the same time, people who... Um, want the art but don't really appreciate the work that goes into it are like well it's all subjective so really anybody yeah. could make this or yeah, of course. You, you're just gonna whip this up you know and you're like yeah, well it, that's not what I meant by it's subjective you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's like a good point on the um, the double edged sword nature of it you know uh-huh, like, uh-huh. It, it is simultaneously appropriate Right. For example, to like to say that like an artwork that maybe has a tremendous amount of work and effort right. behind it right. is not good. Like that's right. totally appropriate. Totally. But it's also inappropriate to like not respect right. what, how, how it was made or right. like, the, you know, like it's totally. all kind of pulls into one another. It's uh-huh. like that part where a squitter is like, good art takes a more time you know yeah, it's yeah like, exactly it's yeah. all he can think of it's all he can think of yeah, he's like no you of. didn't do it right yeah uh-huh yeah, you gotta and, do and it by the book the results the fact that they got results by like right. taking another route is looked at right. a lot of people like cheating almost right exactly you know, or, exactly like, you know you didn't go to grad school for this you're yeah. not a real how could you, you even i know right school. half uh-huh. the artists i know didn't go to art school so totally yeah right right you don't know who kafka is yeah, and you're, no, you're calling yeah. yourself an artist. Yeah, uh, I think it's funny when it's like you don't know who this guy that it lived 80 years ago <laughs> right. is, and it's like, right, no, <laughs> no, and I am not going to lose any sleep over it either. Uh, you know, of course, like, it has a zero bearing on my life. Actually, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You know, and it's simultaneously like cool to be like, you know, I love Kafka though. Right. You know, it's like totally. It, that's yeah, why no, it's yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. There's no, yeah. I love film. I love like movies, television, all that. Um, A couple weeks ago when we were talking about um, Nosferatu, I brought up German expressionism and like taking a film history class and watching different German expressionist films, such as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And um, somebody after they lit or my friend Sarah Watka, after uh, she heard that clip on the podcast, sent me this super funny scene from uh, Portlandia. Um, yeah, I've seen it. Where, <laughs> yeah, it's the clip where the main character is like, oh, you like movies? Oh, have you seen The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari? And she's like, oh, no, I, I, I like Goodwill Hunting. You know, it's like you have to watch this. Yeah. You have to. You have to. 30s German film. You have to. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you're not, you said you like film. You have to watch it. Yeah. You need to watch any movie. You have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a curse, right? Exactly. And the curse is lifted from him. You have to get other people to watch it because (laughs) it's the only thing you can do with something like that. Uh You know, like something that like, 
nobody yeah. really enjoys but like <laughs> yeah uh, perhaps like academically enjoyable you know exactly yeah i have to do that all the time right like sometimes right. i think about showing non-artist art that i mm-hmm. like that people make but mm-hmm. i have to think about like would that mean anything to them? totally <laughs> yeah like, well or it's even another world too you can right. be you, you can be it sounds terrible but you can be uh-huh. literate and less literate in those areas right. you know right and so right. sometimes it's like if you don't have the knowledge of that particular area, right, it can just all seem like BS to you. I mean, right. I honestly don't have a lot of experience with a lot of digital art, you know. Sure. But, yeah. And and some of the times I remember critiquing it in school, uh-huh. I would just have nothing to say because I was like, right. I have no idea what I'm looking at from a right. not even that it looks weird or bad uh-huh. or good. It's that I do not understand. I have no reference. I, this is not no for me. I don't know how it's yeah. made. I don't know how uh-huh. it's you know like, and I think that's like it's that is a cool another one of the it's just a whole episode right. of just like, right. uh-huh. how do you have opinions about something that is not right. like real i guess right you know? totally yeah, yeah. or yeah. for that matter you know i'm producing a podcast on spongebob squarepants i already had an obscene amount of knowledge about spongebob and now i'm adding on top of that like deep research and yeah. it's probably the most popular cartoon in the world and so yeah. for me to then, if I were to take an attitude of like, oh, you don't know SpongeBob or if SpongeBob comes up and I'm like, yeah. my knee jerk reaction is to like, wait, let me show you how much knowledge I have. It's like, bro, it's a cartoon. Like people yeah. can also just enjoy the cartoon, you know, yeah. and like you know what? If someone would be like, are they just talking like, right, right. Really in deep about SpongeBob. I don't want to hear totally. this totally fine you know totally. what i mean yeah it's like, this is how i enjoy it about spongebob but... in front of people who didn't grow up with like cable right or, right like, it, it's the same thing where they're just like uh-huh. uh i don't want to hear this at right. all you know what i right. mean like right right, like, right 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 or they're just like that sucks but then you talk uh-huh. to those people about hey arthur right and it, <laughs> it's very different you know yeah the, like, the crossover cartoon between arnold and arthur Hey, Ar- hey, Ar- hey, Arnold and oh, Arthur. Hey, hey, Ar- yeah. hey, Arthur, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Or Arthur. No, Whichever yeah, yeah. was the, uh, I always remember if you didn't see SpongeBob, you saw Hey, Arthur. Yes. Like, hey, Arnold. Because I, I have a lot of friends whose like, parents like didn't let them watch mm. TV, you know, or oh, they, they yeah, didn't totally. have a TV. So all mm-hmm. they saw was Arthur. And mm-hmm. I just remember, like, wow, different mm-hmm. than my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I always feel like, like when I'd meet friends that weren't allowed to watch TV, I'd be like, am I a pagan? Like, because I, I could watch TV. Granted, I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons and stuff like that. So maybe no, no, neither was yeah. I for a long time. Speaking like, of, let's so... let's jump back into yeah, SpongeBob. Right, right, right. No, 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 you're all good. You're all good. Um, yeah. Okay, back to the dump. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. Go away, Squidward. I don't deserve your kindness. Hey, cheer up! I have decided to give you another chance. Why, with a great teacher like me, anything is possible. Don't look at me, Squidward. Don't look at my shame. These hands weren't meant to create. They only destroy. I can't look at them. Ah, oh, come on, SpongeBob. You've got yourself a pair of yellow dandies here. And with my help, we'll turn them into tools of beauty. Really? 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 Wow. Really? Let's go. Squidward, look! It's old, bold, and fresh! Give me that. <laughs> They could have ended the scene on 
really let's go but that yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. it's old bold and brash it's yeah. just like so cute yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i like how there were flies around it too yeah, yeah. it's not just that like uh, even flies can tell it's not very good. right yeah right this is dung yeah yeah so uh it's just wonderful how they communicate that um sponge spongebob has been made into squidward he's he's been taken down into the valley yeah. You know, he's like, these hands were meant to destroy. Um, and it's going to be so clever how in the next scene, like SpongeBob doesn't know how to do anything other than how Squidward yeah. taught him. Because he's which been is, taught. Yeah, exactly. Just like, uh-huh. the part, like how we, like how I introduced or like this thing or how I first thought of it was like a little kid making art versus right. like an adult exactly. making art. And now SpongeBob is like grown up. And he's uh-huh. learned all the terrible conditions and untold rules of art. Right. And it's just because of that, his creativity is sat. You know, yeah, like exactly. I love also how like he's the best apprentice anyone could ever ask for <laughs> in terms of yeah. just like yeah. loving, admiring, even knowing uh-huh. Squidward's art. And right. Squidward hates him. You know, it's yeah. just like so, <laughs> yeah. he's just like the wrong it's person. So Squidward wants someone cooler to like his art, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, I forgot to shout out earlier that it's cute that um, Squidward says, my fame, my fortune, my hair. Um, no, no. Oh, yeah. That hair was the – so you realize that it's not even that like yeah. – you know, obviously it's all about, mm-hmm. you know, his like self-esteem. But right. like all he needs is just hair to make – Just hair. Know? He just wants hair. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. Hair. Just uh-huh. some like unavoidable part about his life is that he yeah. doesn't have hair. Exactly. So uh, that that he fits perfectly into a Kelpo box is really cute, and that he calls his hands yellow dandies is also really cute. So when his hands run into the can and shut the door, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's very very good. There's so much weird body stuff, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. And then I was like, as a little kid, I was like, whoa, it does look like a person. You I know, know, right? Like, that became my new action figure after I saw I that. Know, like, yeah, he, he's such a cool. He looks so yeah. muscular. Like, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Hey, okay, so they're back. Um, speaking of, of weird body stuff, they're back in class. Um, and he's trying to get SpongeBob to he's trying to recreate. Okay, last thing. Um, and and hopefully this doesn't come across as, as gatekeeping. I've already suggested uh, uh the documentary um Exit Through the Gift Shop, which I, I do think that you would like. Uh, another great movie is uh, it's called Frank. I think it's called Frank. Um, oh, I love yeah. oh, you've seen it. Okay. Yeah. So it's that one is more about the ties with mental health and art, but similar in that they're like, yeah. we have to recreate the scenario by which you were creative, which like yeah. isn't really how it works usually, nope. you know, like, so it, it dabbles a little bit into the stigma of like, you know, yeah. how, how can I get you to that crazy creative spot again? You know, most of the time yeah. it's just like being diligent and like, doing you know yeah and and then it's also like where does creativity come from you know right right we all know that you can spend weeks trying a project and then one night you can make something better that is then like and it feels so wrong and Uh uh-huh you know like but that's just the way it is it's like nobody knows exactly and it's something that comes from literally thin air but there's no messaging on like how to like right you know i don't know it's more just like you can't you can't you can't define it. You can't, yeah. you know, boil it down to its main parts. You know, creativity yeah. is just creativity. That movie yeah. Frank is great because it talks about a lot, if I remember yeah. correctly, about yeah. how like people want to treat creativity like any other skill. Right. You know? And right. it is so nebulous. Mm-hmm. And like you can get better and you can get 
better and worse mm -hmm. at it mm -hmm. and, and in ways that you could never predict, which is right. just so cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like not a skill. It's just Absolutely. not a skill. It's something right. else. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, anyway, um, so Squidward tries to recreate SpongeBob's masterpiece. Forget about the book! Look at all this mess, SpongeBob. What do all these little bits of paper make you want to do? Wait, I know this. Oh, wait, I think I got it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, that's the, there you go. Yes! Ta-da! Okay, SpongeBob, let's just move on to the marble. First, an artist must concentrate and visualize his concept. Now you've got it! I gotta embrace the marble! Right! I gotta sniff the marble! Well, um, okay. I gotta lick the marble! Uh... I gotta wash the marble! I gotta date the marble! <laughs> I gotta be the marble! I have seen the sculpture within. Here you go, buddy. With this tool, I shall give birth to art. Oh, boy. And it's just a pile of dust. That sound oh, is yeah. so satisfying. King, you know, but he does it. He does. In a sense, he does exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah, of he, course. He does everything by the book. And he creates the art that his mentor before him made. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, there's, there's been no creative task. It's all uh -huh. just been learning a trade that's right. just this random thing that someone else right. made. Right. Oh, Squidward's ruined him. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. He's <laughs> yeah. ruined him. Mm -hmm. and, and now he's become the artist that's like, has all these extremely specific things. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, oh, you haven't dated your marble yet? Oh, that's not how you make oh, yeah. art, you know? You've got to wash oh, the marble. You staples on your canvas? You're really yes. supposed to use lead packs, uh -huh. honestly. I don't know yeah. anyone who uses staples anymore. You <laughs> make paintings between the hours of three and four, that's not a good time to paint. Oh, you know? my God. Like, yeah. It's not good. I knew someone who was just like, it's not good to work in the afternoon with paintings. I think right. everybody knows that. And right. it's like, what are you what are you talking about, about? Like, yeah exactly you know such specific things that you're like uh -huh. you're making this up you know right. i always think about how like i started really making better stuff and being able to enjoy making work more as soon as i was forced out of you know like as i graduated and i had to become a real person and like right. work and like right. do all the things that real people do every single uh -huh. day it's like well then i started really appreciating and making better art totally you know? yeah like, uh -huh. You know, being in that environment of school, and I worked in school and stuff too, right. but being in the environment where your main job was to think right. and talk and make right. art right. kills, right. kills your creativity. Have fun or you're fired. <laughs> like, yeah, make something cool and smart and witty, but not right. too much. You know, it's just like... It's kind of yeah, like when exactly. a comedian gets older and they're just really rich and not relatable at all, but they're oh, still trying yeah. to do the stand-up they did 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, like... It's like, and it just doesn't when the work. Driver comes by and he says, yeah. you know, like, it's like, uh -huh. oh, no, I, don't. I think yeah. it's funny when I saw just like 20 minutes mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, and I love, I love like, you know, um, yeah, uh, the guy who, um, Jesus, I'm forgetting Jerry Seinfeld. 
Kevin Hart. Seinfeld, yeah. Seinfeld, I saw his yeah. sitcom at 23 Hours to Kill or whatever that yeah. was. Yeah. Seinfeld. It was horrific. You know, like just Dude, like that's that stand up was so crazy. It felt like he wrote it in 2005 and just didn't perform saying. it until last year. You know, he is just now yeah. coming. You know, it's just like when this did thing we all I'm get doing. cell phones? Yeah, like, oh, 10 no, years ago. We got them 10 it's years so ago, Jerry. It's so funny when he said, When did we all get cell phones? It's yeah. like, did i click the wrong one like (laughs) yeah yeah you're like this has to be 2007 like Like, yeah it's just like that where it's just like oh mm -hmm. you can't be a comedian really anymore can you like kevin hart's new stand-up was the same thing he's like dude i was hanging out with my rich friends and i'm like i can't relate to this at all now what's interesting is that i i will keep us from going too far down this tangent but dave Chappelle really good at it because he doesn't pretend to be relatable he's just like yeah i'm rich it's pretty awesome, yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. Kevin Hart and Jerry Seinfeld are like, no, I'm still, you know, the every man, you know, everyone can relate to me. I'm like, no, Jerry, like you've been rich for a hot minute. <laughs> like I yeah. cannot relate to you at all. I, you know? I listened to this Kevin Hart one where he was talking about playing ping pong, you know, yeah. and he's like, so yeah, we're playing ping pong. And then we, the bar was like, get out of here or something. Cause we were yeah. being too loud. So he's like, <laughs> so I just bought a ping pong table on my way home, you right. know, just to play. And it's just like, um, yeah. Nothing you're and then he talks about how he was in his house and he wanted to like have shorts. So he but he didn't want to go upstairs and get his shorts. Right. So he just cut off right his pants, you know? And right. it's like you understand that these are things that like millionaires <laughs> do yeah. for you know, like instead uh-huh. of going upstairs, you just ruin your shorts. Right. And it's just like exactly what you're saying. There's no yeah. way you can yeah. write good comedy anymore for normal people (laughs) so anyway yeah like you're saying once you're in the real world and then making art based off of that you know that's where like once you can start firing and you're connecting things and yeah yeah because you're a real person and you you appreciate art that real people like to look at right you know or right. not just like they spend their whole day looking at things. Right. You, know? you can't make it in a factory or in a lab, no, you, you know. You can't. Yeah. You can't. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, you know, like gym for art that you right. go to work out in. Exactly. Know? Yeah, totally. I mean, so we're about to play the last clip, but before we do, I'll give my one piece of advice. And maybe you can share if, if you can think of one, but if there are yeah. any, any at all creatively inclined people listening, and that could be you're into painting, but it also could just be you're into coding, whatever. There's there's so many different ways to be creative. My number one piece of advice, and this is a um, most, I'll give two, I'll give a bonus one. Um, so the, the first one that was one of the most helpful things I ever heard was when um, uh, many years ago, uh, the guys over at Pixar were being interviewed and they asked them, how do you keep making perfect movies? I said, we just make what we want to watch. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so genius. Like just make the thing that you want to see. Yeah. But then this most recently has been the most helpful to me. Um, I think I heard this from James Gunn who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and he says, uh, which I totally agree with, the best thing you can do to get better at making art is just to actually make the art. And so for him, mm-hmm. he says, if, if you're into script writing, finish every script that you start because otherwise you're going to get into this rut of like, this isn't good enough. I'll stop. Or I'll, I'll think about this art project, but uh, it's not ready yet. I won't start it or whatever. If you literally just keep making it, that is how like you improve. And and even if you don't improve, who gives a rip, you know, (laughs) like you're making art, like it just has to happen. Yeah. It's the only thing that's necessary for any art to happen is like Mm -hmm. the thing you just have to do it. Yeah. Which is amazing though. No, I, I, I totally get that one. It's just mm-hmm. like you have to, 
you have to do it. You have to finish it. You have to try. You have to mm-hmm. even do the vulnerable thing and show it to people. You know, oh yeah. Like, like it's the, the worst. That's the hard part of it is you, but like even doing it, uh-huh. like in it, creative work has a cool way of propelling mm-hmm. you through it mm-hmm. as you do it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not the chore of it is to start. Exactly. You know? yeah. And then the rest of it is going to happen because you've already right. started. It. But right. You can't, the problem is, is that maybe, maybe that's what curators and all those people are, <laughs> right. or taste makers are just like right. people who are probably, probably would be pretty good artists, but have never like started, you know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. They like, can recognize really the finished work, but they're yeah. like, yeah. But they, uh-huh. they, not themselves. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think my, my advice is like probably pretty, sim- pretty similar in the sense mm-hmm. of like creative tasks are like they're only interesting if you put in your personal things, mm, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. that's the only, you can't make art as someone else. Right. You know, right. sometimes that's unfortunate because you'd like to be someone else. Like we all, right. work, you know, in right. various yeah, different yeah. ways. but like I, the biggest help I got was I was telling somebody how I was like, oh, I just want to paint like kind of normal things, you right. know, like, I like, you know, not like I'm mostly interested in like, landscape sometimes and then like all these random things and i i wish i could just be an artist to just make whatever that was and they're like right you can and in fact it would probably be better than what you're doing now because really you just and i know that sounds weird because it's like everybody of course is making the thing that they want to see but that's not true people are making things that they think other people want to see right yeah no you got to make stuff that you want to see you have to be the messiness of your own like personal idiosyncratic right, nature right. is what we need so right. even if you try to for my example if i try mm-hmm. to paint a bowl of fruit or like right. a vase of flowers or something right. the cool part is not the thing that's being painted right but like how one specific yeah. person right goes about that process right you know? right so that's like what I, my advice is is like yeah no matter how simple or dumb the thing you think you're creatively inclined to do is right i bet if you make it people will recognize it as much more unique and creative than totally. you thought they would. Right. You know, cause you right. come, you think that there's only a few ways to paint a bowl of fruit or whatever. Right. And that's just one example of anything creative, Right. but there's a million ways. Right. And like, even if you do something and it's something that is to you, very simple or to right. you, very bland, you know, right. not a great idea, just the messiness of your own personal being and all the biasnesses and weirdnesses mm-hmm. you have that come out in that piece will make it something. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And that's, that's how you unlock enjoying art too, is when you yeah. come to appreciate, Oh my gosh, that's how she made this. That's how he yeah. made this, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the end goal is once you do that, you can send other people into insecurity uh, and then they'll try and copy you. And then you yeah, know, that's, that, that's the goal that's is the that goal. you have to be one of the people that people copy. And exactly. also that if you receive like, things where people are like, I don't know what you're doing. That's uh, generally an okay place to be. Right. That's the right. other piece of advice is because yeah. nobody wants to tell you if, if people love it uh-huh. in a very understandable way, right. that's maybe the worst example. It's You've like, made something that they, yeah. It was I was joking like, about uh, sending people into insecurity for the listeners. Don't do that. But 
no, 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 do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and then no, as no, soon as you arrive, <laughs> you turn around and you gatekeep as hard as you can because you, you know what? There is a you limited say, capacity in the art world. Like those other people, and then <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Turn around and you tell everybody how to make art. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And then that's, that's how. Like we're doing right now exactly that's how the <laughs> pendulum swings you say that's i'll his, never be like the baby. generation before me you hear that gen x you pieces of crap i'll <laughs> yeah. never be like them you know yeah so. yeah it's literally is just like and they've run out now they're gonna be like gen one right. i know right well, they'll start over yeah, yeah. okay anyway so what we're yeah. saying is the hardest part is to start the project. The second hardest part is to finish the freaking podcast episode. So with that, yeah. let's jump into this last clip. <laughs> what? One more thing. There. Now it's art. Well, what do you think, Squidward? Just take it all in for a moment. Let it soak in. Good day to you, sir! You, sir, are the greatest artist who ever lived! That is quite quite an epic ending. Uh, (laughs) That music is just so so inspiring and... So genius is that that the one the one state you know the the one time he feels real emotion and yeah. makes something with a, yeah. does something with real passion and vigor behind it uh-huh. he's like, he makes art you know or exactly. like the moment he did he's it. not trying to make art yeah he made art he did yeah. it yeah that's, that's really what it is is like uh-huh. you can't you can't plan creativity right. and also you definitely can't just like be like now I will make art right exactly <laughs> uh-huh. oh my god yeah oh it's so and it's so smart that it's just like another david exactly but by the way the part where he did like the perfect censorship yeah, oh yeah awesome. i forgot I that. that yeah it's so, so good. good that's uh-huh. so good where he's just like ah there's just one little oyster yeah, yeah. it's so funny and then oh. the music is so epic and his like echoing voice you are the greatest artist to ever live it's so good and now garbage man uh or what does squidward call him um uh, oh, the Philistine or something, or like he, he called uncultured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uncultured trash merchant. I think is what he yeah. calls him. Um, he now receives all the accolades for uh, Michelangelo's Squidward's uh, David. So, oh my god, yeah. I think it. I, I I just love the ending because it's like, oh yeah, the one time he wasn't trying to make art. It's just true right. because it's like, ah, oh, he just is like. Right. It is it is everything else, not creativity that's holding it. Right. Exactly. God, yeah. It's so funny that the uh part where you know, like just the guy cleaning up after all these artists is just uh-huh. there. He, he just doesn't even turn around to see right. what he's done. But as a little kid, I was like, Oh Squidward should just have turned around. Right. You know, he right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Who's responsible for this? I love how he's <laughs> yeah. like he's like vaguely Australian. 
Like, I know, right? Monty P money bags. Yeah. And then SpongeBob's just gleeful, like, for one, that he really has become Squidward because he's like, Squidward can't handle my artistic genius. And then that he's like, oh, well, back to the dump. Yeah, he, he can't he can't even process like he's it's not that Squidward doesn't like his art. Right. You know, because he learned right. from Squidward. Right. Like he that. knows that he did it right. Like, wait. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just the to the dump to the dump to the dump dump dump. It's just so stupid, and it's a non sequitur. It's very funny. I yeah, I like also you know there's like a cooler when Squidward is like putting the nose on all the sculptures and everything. Right. That is that is just like a cool nod towards like also just like yeah how people just like art that reminds them of themselves exactly. Too. And yeah. that's Squidward. Is he just wants he doesn't himself. actually appreciate art. He just wants everybody to like the things that he likes, you know? Yeah. Like, like you can tell that like his favorite artist is himself. Like, exactly. That's what, yeah. when he, when he hosted a talent show and everybody loves SpongeBob's work, he's like, no, that's the wrong thing. My avant-garde interpretive dance is the right thing. When he oh moves my. to tentacle acres, he's like heaven for me would be just if everyone were like me, you know, because yeah. that's the Living correct the way to be. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You just can't, can't accept any type of uniqueness or anything mm-hmm. in it. And he just literally be- says at the start, uh, bring your huddled masses of whatever board, like housewives uh, board or whatever. Housewives. And I, so will, I will craft them into my image. Like, and then you get the very stupid shot of somebody's head turning into Squidward's head. But, but he oh literally wants <laughs> just to make everybody yeah. in his image is so yeah. funny. So arrogant. And, and, I like how he takes the Statue of Liberty quote too. You yes, know, it's just, yeah, like, exactly. It's, just so, it's so heavy-handed, you know. Like all artists yeah. are like, just like, well, art is really about, you know. You'll have artists that are right. like, art is a lot like, you know, uh, it's a lot like metamorphosis, right? And you know, they'll like use these right. crazy lofty words for like, uh-huh. or like they'll be like, an artist is really somewhere between an activist, a king. <laughs> And uh, and it's yeah. like oh yeah. are we are we, are in between we? Those yeah yeah and again like, I love like, art but when someone's yeah. like my art is my activism I'm like by all means you know make art make it for a good purpose or whatever not the same thing is like getting people voting rights you no, know no, no, no. <laughs> like it's not it's not the same thing as knocking on doors and literally yeah, exactly uh-huh. and like organizing people it's like right. oh, uh-huh. it's or like, like bringing food to people you know like yeah, yeah. I, I like how uh some people you know there's there's no end i remember once right. i was there's a speech i listened to called artists are alchemists yeah and it's about how like uh, artists can take meaning <laughs> yeah. and turn it into political and right. real life change and it's right. like Remember how Van Gogh painted the nighttime? Well, then <laughs> World War One started. Right. Yeah, and, you know, it's like this doesn't have any. <laughs> you know, it's just like a touch of touch of salt with everything you do, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And again, we can't emphasize enough. We love art, and we very much value it. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, like. We oh, are yeah. not, I mean, we are not God's any... gift to the earth, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like... I mean, like, it's weird because people think that every artist wants to be Squidward and make right. millions of dollars right. and be famous. Right. But I think you'll find 99% of artists just want to live their, like, if they right. could make art and then have right. that be their career, they right. would, that's the, that's, that's the end goal. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like people just want livable lives. You know, right. nobody, people would like it if, they could make a reasonable amount, you know, right. not a crazy amount, but that's why also artists are equally disgusted by like a painting going for 
exactly. It's like, does it really cost that much? I don't think any real person could say that a painting costs that much. You know what I mean? It's just like, no, no weird abstract piece of art is worth, you know, these culture vultures. Yeah. 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 It's just like a weird thing where like, Uh there are people who are like, Oh, make like a big canvas with a red dot on it and sell it for $12 million. And it's like, yeah, people are just as grossed out about that as like anyone else. Yeah. Like I I remember in college, in one of my classes, we were talking about uh, in awe about how cool it was that Bob Ross, before he started his show was just, uh, he worked in a rec center. He just taught adult art classes or whatever. And I remember my professor interjecting and she's a bit more of like the old guard designer, you know, and she's like, you know, me and my artist friends are not actually a much of a fan of Bob Ross's work. And I'm like, exactly. That is exactly what we're talking about. Like it's Bob Ross. Yeah. She's having the wrong (laughs) art. One, I'm sure she means just his paintings, which is like. That's right. not what anyone cares about, really. Right. We right. care fact of that that he's a person who teaches his art is teaching millions and millions of people. Right. The joy and he's of so painting. wholesome. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's literally called he, the joy of painting. He, like he does something much more difficult than making <laughs> right. single nice looking paintings. Exactly. And his paintings that he professionally paints are uh-huh. very very good too. Right. You know. Right. Like, and they might not be like what's in, but at uh-huh. least you know they're honest. You know, right. because right. he's not trying to be anything. Right. That's hilarious because she has the wrong friends because every artist I know totally loves Bob Ross. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> yeah. the, he's the guy that gets you in, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah. if you think that anyone can make you as excited about painting right. or want to paint or show you right. the potential of painting better than Bob Ross devised uh-huh. by painting small little landscapes, happy trees. Yeah. He, you haven't seen the show. If you think he's right. prescriptive, because he's always right. like, now I, I paint trees, but, you guys all have to remember, uh, you don't have to paint anything that I'm painting. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> he says that all the time where he's like, uh-huh. anything can come out of right. these things, you know? You right. know, like <laughs> there's no mistakes, like the perfect, just happy yeah. little accidents happy or whatever. Little accident. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just amazing that like, it is truly that level of like, you gotta just think about like what they're doing. What, what, right. it, like so what the best teacher is, is someone right. who teaches you for you, you know? Right. Right. Like, you can't you can't look at everybody's art as if it was like on the same playing uh-huh. field as everyone else's. It's like uh-huh. like Rothko is amazing. Right. But I think that like Rothko is like if he were to do the same things now, would it be as right. amazing? Like right. no, but I think you're foolish if you don't see you don't think that they have some inherent you right. know, I mean they're amazing. You know, uh-huh. like just to look at them, they're amazing. So yeah. it's just like a weird thing where yeah. you can simultaneously admit that. Rothko's should not be be sold for sixty six million dollars, right. right? And nobody should. There should not. Not every museum in the USA should have twelve Rothko's, right? You know, and they should definitely have other people, but art by other people that aren't just you know white dudes, which is what uh-huh. a lot of art is. Totally, yeah. But Talk about you can gatekeeping. Also recognize <laughs> that that doesn't mean that Rothko is bad. You know, right? right. I mean, he was a poor. Jewish immigrant painting right. in New York city. So right. it's not like he had like, you know, it's not like uh-huh. he is the thing that a Rothko is now, which is right. an elitist luxury item, you know? Right. It's just, you have to accept both sides. Totally. Like did Picasso have an influence on art history. A hundred percent. Was Picasso a good figure? Like right. not really, you know? Not like, really, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's just the, you know, the inherent 
problems of like, mm -hmm. you like Rothko, but then I'm like, I don't think that a museum should pay right. $6 million so they can put him in a room and then not spend any money on anyone else who right. needs right. a voice in a museum right. or anything like that. So that's like, just, yeah, well. I really enjoy, I think it's uh, Piet Mangian. I, I enjoy his work. And I can't remember the art movement that he came out of. I don't know if he was Bauhaus or just adjacent to that or what. He's, he's Bau, uh, Bauhaus, uh, kind of like early 20th century. Um, yeah. But so I enjoyed learning about artists around that time because I'm like, oh, I really like their art. And then you learn that they're like, oh, they wanted everything to be designed this way. And you're like, yeah, I could see that. I appreciate it. And then your art history teacher's like, no, no, no. Like this was a philosophy. Like they thought they would solve world hunger if everything was designed this way. Like well, yeah, talk about tentacle acres, you know. Exactly. The, yeah. the objectivists and the constructionists thought uh -huh. that like you wouldn't need language anymore. Right. You know, if go, everybody you know, ideas it, that were like you know, like talk about like, like Squidward level of arrogance, like I found the cure to humanity. If yeah, everyone yeah. was like me, <laughs> everything would work, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. And I mean yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no end to how like, yeah. boy, the worst thing you can do as a contemporary artist is like find a painter you like, and then try to hear them talk about their art. Yeah. And gosh. you're like, Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Art yeah. hits everybody in a uh, different way. Right. You don't necessarily need to like, right. Get the biography. The yeah. or like, Cause you'll talk, the person will just be incredibly boring or like, mm -hmm. you know, just like totally. nothing like you expected or just like, I remember I saw one where I was just like, Oh, that was dumb. Like, I right. can't believe, you know, right. they were just so high and lofty. And I was like, uh -huh. well, can I not like, I'm like, I need to appreciate the art in a different way now. Right. You know, like right. it's like if Rothko were alive and he gave me opinions on my art, Right. I wouldn't trust him at all. Totally. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's uh -huh. like I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to him as a critic right. of my work because he there's no way right. it would make sense, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's the correct opinion to have on this episode. Yeah. So what we're saying is that what we just said is the right thing. <laughs> right. And if you see another podcast where they say uh -huh. something different, that is yeah. the wrong pat podcast. Yeah. yeah. If uh -huh. it's like, you know, if it's like what we said, it's good. Right. Not perfect, it's but like it's, it's close. Else, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And if it's like anything else, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of if it's like anything else, it's bad. Not really. This is a joke. But uh, let's see. Matt, where can we find your work? I'm looking up your Instagram right now. Uh, Matty right. Constant on Instagram. Is that correct? Yeah. Then, and then MatthewConstantArt.com. Yes. Awesome. And I'm also a member of the Artists Associated of Pittsburgh, the AAP. Mm -hmm. And then they have links to my work too there. Perfect. But, uh, really just my website and the mm -hmm. Instagram. My Instagram is where you can come look at all my little drawings. Your little, your little yellow dandies. So yeah, if you've listened the, this far, <laughs> these yellow dandies, these yellow dandies, yeah, then oh, by all means go support Matt's work and it's oh, very good. You. And maybe hit him up on Instagram, ask him, you know, he, let's see, he's got um, a painting here, a drawing of a clay knot from January 19th. Hit him up, ask him to make a copy of it for you and just whip up ask, another. Ask me to make an exact copy and be <laughs> yeah. incredibly offended when I say I can make you something like it. Right. And then just, I don't understand why you can't just complete this one task. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then be offended if he asks you to pay for it. But... Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got to stop. We're so far yeah, up our so ego right now. Okay. Everybody, yeah, I know. We recorded for like over three hours. This is going to be hell to edit, but I'll do it. I'm and... so sorry. Yeah. No, no, yeah, don't apologies this is great as always and as always 
Uh, listeners, um, thank you for listening. You can always write in with your thoughts and questions to sponge at spamrobots.com. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help other people um, find the show. And tune in next week. Jellyfish Hunter and the Fry Cook Games. See you then. First, repeat after me. I have no talent. I have no talent. Mr. Tentacles has all the talent. Mr. Tentacles has all the talent. If I'm lucky, some of Mr. Tentacles' talent may rub off on me. If I'm lucky, Mr. Talent will rub his tentacles on my art. Whatever.